0: Welcome everyone to our 50th episode of The Big Five O. 0 And uh, without further ado, let's get into our first segment The quote of the week And this week's quote of the week is We build too many walls and not enough bridges Bam Ooh. Pow
1: Like, M- yeah. like Mikel Bridges? No, okay, no okay. not
0: like Mikel Bridges Maybe some John <laughs> okay. Walls we built too many John Walls, but we need some more Mikel Bridges. That's what the <laughs> said. Break it down, some sports talk. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, but oh, I'll just sorry. Oh, all
1: right. i all jokes aside, sorry, that's I saw the opportunity, I had to get it in.
0: But oh, I didn't even realize John. that they are two—they're two NBA basketball players with the name Wall and Bridges.
1: Yeah, man, but what's it called? Really quick, um, that one's actually really good. I like that one. You, you can't put up too many... Def- you gotta make some bridges, man. We can't put up too many walls, bro. We need more solutions. No more problems. Yeah, bro. More
0: solutions. Definitely.
1: But- definitely. Or at least try to find the solution, you know? You yeah, know? De- yeah, yeah. But, but, um, David, what do you... You know, you always gotta ask... I always gotta ask you, What do you, what is that... Explain... Break that Break that quote down for us. What do you think that is? What, what, what does that okay. mean to you?
0: Alright, what it means to me is that, like, don't... Don't create more problems for yourself when you have an opportunity to make a solution and tackle the problem at, its, at that moment and, make the, make, and get the solution faster and make it overall just a better better way of life when you find the solution to a problem. I, I know for me, when I, definitely when there's a problem and then there's a quick solution, you're like, ah, oh, why do I even worry about that stuff? So, you know, mm-hmm. just, uh, find, your, find your bridges. Not, don't put up walls. Put your bridges down because, you know, there's always an easier way and you will find the way out. And just walk through.
1: Love that. Love that. That was perfectly explained. Oh my, I said explained, not even explained. I'm tripping all over. It was, over so, it was today. so good
0: because you're tripping over your words because that ex- explanation was so good. Exactly, man. Can't help it. Can't help <laughs> it. But without further ado, man, let's go ahead and jump into the into
1: our first segment. Yeah, let's. Um, our second segment. Sorry, our second segment. Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. So, I'll let you introduce it. I feel like, I feel weird introducing it. You're the one that usually oh, does it. <laughs> don't, don't,
0: don't feel weird, but uh, let's move on, ladies and gentlemen. We missed last week. We missed Thursday's episode, so bear with us because we have to go over some predictions that happened on Monday and Tuesday games in the NFL. So, Eric, I'm thinking the real quick, the rundown. We go over those games quick. We don't even talk about them. We just go over our prediction and our score, and then we talk about the games that happened. How about that? Just to get them out of the way. Yeah, no, I'm
1: down. For sure, for sure. So we're just, wait, really quick. So we're just going to go over our predictions and then the games that happened recently. Correct. Okay, got it. All right, I'm on board. Let's do it.
0: All right, let's do it. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we move on to Eric's prediction on Monday Night Football. This is a week 15, so bear with us, like I said before. Actually, is this week 15? I'm losing track. No, this is week 15. All right. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You got it. Messing me up, but... Eric, you predicted on the Vikings and the Bears game. There we go. It was a Monday night football game. And uh, Eric predicted that the Vikings were going to beat the Bears 27-14. to And Eric, the score, the Vikings did win, but by a score of 17-9. to So I'll give you a point for the team. I cannot give you a point for the score. Also, you said that Dalvin Cook was going to have one or more rushing touchdowns. And Eric, I'm sorry, but Dalvin Cook did not get a touchdown in this game. But you also we're said not. that Justin Fields is going to have one or more turnovers. And Justin Fields got you that turnover. <laughs> with the fumble, of course. But not for the good, Eric. <laughs> you finished off two out of four in that prediction, which brings your total up to 71. It is currently, oh, gosh, I only want 66 to 71, Eric. Ugh, disgusting.
1: Mm. Mm, that, that that
0: sounds so good, bro.
1: 66 to <laughs> 71, we love, <laughs> yeah, love that. Sounds so, sounds so good, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, hey, man, listen, let me go ahead and run. Or do you want to do both of my predictions or you want to go back and forth? I'll do. I'll do both years. Just to get them out of the way. All right, and then go ahead, man. ladies and gentlemen. On Tuesday, because they had some COVID issues and scheduling, they pushed the game on to Tuesday. Eric predicted on the Washington Football Team versus. <laughs> uh, I thought I made a typo. I'm sorry. For the Washington Football Team versus <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles, and then uh, Eric said that the Washington Football Team is going to beat the Eagles twenty-four to seventeen. And Eric, I'm sorry, but the Eagles actually beat the Washington Football Team twenty-seven to seventeen. So I cannot give you a point for the team or the score. Uh, You also said, uh, what is his name? Heineke. Oh, Heineke. Heineke was (laughs) at least one touchdown. Eric. I'm sorry, but he did not play this game. Unfortunately. Oh, (laughs) my God. Uh, Heineke did not play this game. So, I cannot give you a point for that. And also, you said that Jalen Hurts is going to get sacked at least twice. And if I'm not mistaken, he got sacked (laughs) like three times in this game. So, I can give you a point. For that, so you've got one out of four in that prediction, which brings your total up to seventy-two, and uh it is currently sixty-six to seventy-two. Eric, can, so.
1: can I just say that, ladies and gentlemen, for anyone that's like new or anything like that, just know that we make these predictions beforehand. So, like, I don't want people to think that I predict on like like Taylor Heideke and like we knew that he wasn't going to play or something. Like that wasn't the case, you know. No, we we definitely. thought we, we thought he was, but. He just had to – you know, he just had to not play. But other, other than that um... – all right, man. I'll take it. I'll take it. But let me go ahead and go over your predictions really quick. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. So, David, you had two – correct me if I'm wrong. You only had two games, correct? I did. I Yeah, I did. Correct. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure I didn't miss one of them. But other than that, let's go ahead and go into it. So, on Tuesday, December 21st – this is week 15 still, right? David had – a prediction on the Seahawks versus the Rams, and David had said that the David had said that the Rams were going to come out with the victory, thirty-five to twenty-seven against the Seahawks. And David they, this. The Rams did come out with the victory, but they won twenty to ten. So we give you a point for the team, but not the score, right? And then you also said that Matthew Stafford would have two or more touchdowns, and Matthew Stafford just got that done for you with two touchdowns as a whole. Or, or two, two passing touchdowns as a whole or overall. And then you had Russell, you said that Russell Wilson would have two or more touchdowns as well. And Russell Wilson, David, unfortunately, he had no touchdowns this game. He got clamped. No touchdowns from Russell Wilson. But you do come out with two out of four points, and that does improve your score to 68 to 72. How are you feeling about that first one?
0: I'll take it, man. I'm disappointed in Russell, man. Russell, throw a touchdown or two. Like, why can't you do that? Like, I don't get it, but whatever.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, well, David, now I got to ask you another question, though. This next game you predicted was actually in week 16. So, do you want to go over this game? Or do you just want to go through the thing, and go through the um, the prediction,
0: and then we'll go through the, or the rest of the games? I'll just go over this this prediction because this game was boring. Oh, my gosh.
1: No offense. It was boring. Uh, no offense to Titans fans or 49ers fans. But either way, yeah. David had a prediction on this game, on the Titans – Versus the 49ers. And David said that the 49ers were going to come out with the victory 27 to 17. And David, unfortunately, the 49ers did lose to the Titans 20 to 17. So we cannot give you a point for the team or the score. Now, you did say that Debo Samuel with, will, will have one or more touchdowns. And David, I can confirm to you that Debo Samuel had 159 yards, but no touchdowns. So oh, you've got to be not... kidding.
0: That's teasing. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. So we cannot give you the point for that one. And then you also said that Ryan Tannehill would have one or more touchdowns. And Ryan Tannehill just got that done for you. He got one touch, one passing touchdown. So um you do get one out of four points in that prediction. And that increases your co- your score to 69. So the score is 69 to 72 going out of the NFL predictions. How are you feeling about that now, David? I'm, I'm, I'm mad man i really am oh like, no. i had an
0: opportunity i had an opportunity to come back and i'm like you know what let me let eric take this lead again no oh so <laughs> oh my gosh
1: man well before we really dive into this week i kind of like this though because now i get like a free rate of whatever i want to talk about rather than your predictions you know what i mean it's kind of like yeah. it's different a little special i guess you could say but Regardless, um, David, before we dive into it, I'm going to throw it back over to you so you can pick a game. But um, can we go? We have an audio message really quick. Can we go through that? Oh, of course. Let's do it. All right, man. So I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and play this really quick. It's from Mr. Motivations, ladies. Good job, man. He's in the building. Shout out to you. Hope you had a great Christmas, with my guy. And um, here's your
2: audio message. Here we go. Times D Rod 09. It's your boy. Mr. Motivation in the building. How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? Happy 50th episode. Let's go, my guys. Thank you. you. I don't think I was here for everyone, but definitely 60 to 70% of them. Y'all are my guys. Y'all already know. Always coming through with all the heat. Um, You know, Eric, I heard you say in the opener, I was making food. I'll save the dinner report for a little bit later. But I I, I yeah. uh, heard you say that, you know, your week was up and down. You know, I'm I'm sorry for you, bro. I mean, I, we all go through different things. I had a rough week the other week, too. You know, but at least your week was up and down because your team just been down. down. Anyway, oh uh, <laughs> shout out to oh, the Jets. Okay. They got a win, even yes. if it was Jacksonville. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. Oh, okay. First, of, okay.
0: first off, first off, um, shout out to Mr. Motivations. And shout out to everyone that's listening to us. You know, since we started on episode one, we didn't think we would get that far to 50th episode. So I just want to appreciate everyone that's listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, even on the stereo app where we do our live shows. So we appreciate every single one of you guys that support us. And we will just continue to grow. And we will double this to make it 100. And then we will double that to make it 200 episodes. And then double that, we will continue to thrive and grow. So we appreciate you guys.
1: That was perfectly said, bro. Perfectly said. And, um, Miss Motivations, you got to be feeling so many mixed, emo- mixed emotions in that, in that, in that, um, audience, bro. Like, I appreciate, like, honestly, I appreciate you saying, like, 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 I appreciate, like, the love that you send and everything like that. But then he went straight for my Ravens. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> up and down. Nah, but yeah, like you said, I mean, we all have it, man. But it's, it's all good. I'm sorry to hear that you had a, had a rough week last week, too, man. I hope everything's going yeah, well man. now. And, um, like you said, we're going to get into it. That's all I got to say, man. Oh. Oh, Indeed. Man, Indeed.
0: It, <laughs> Indeed we will get into it. Because, Mr. Motivation, since we talked about Eric's beloved Ravens, that will no. be the first game that I'm going to go over. No! Why not? Why not? Why? Why? Eric... why can't you go into the Jets? Why can't you go into the Jets? <laughs> that game, like, the Jets won. On, yeah. It's literally – I don't care. But that was literally Jacksonville. Like, no one wants to listen to us and <laughs> uh, give us analysis on Jacksonville and Jets game. It's like two – that's like the trash bowl if there was. But – other than that, let's no. move on to Eric's beloved Baltimore Ravens versus the Cincinnati Bengals a division rival game. A much-needed victory for each one of these teams. And Eric, 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 I'm sorry, but your Baltimore Ravens did not come up with a victory in this game. We got Cincinnati spanked! Bengals spanked the Baltimore Ravens 41-21. to And um, one of the reasons why is the, the Baltimore Ravens side the starting quarterback was not Lamar Jackson. It was not Tyler Huntley because he came out with came down with COVID. I think on the Saturday, the game before, the day before the game, it was actually third string, a you know, former Jet that started against, uh, played against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Josh Johnson started this game for the, the Baltimore Ravens. So is second? I think it's the second career start, NFL career start, and he did a pretty solid game. You got to give him credit with that. He, Josh Johnson, went twenty-eight for forty. 304 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. I mean, above 300 yards is a solid game, especially for a third string, and two touchdowns add on to it. But this is when it's a little troubling. When your whole identity of offense in the Ravens is based off of your run game and your leading rusher only has six carries for 17 yards and a touchdown, that's a little troubling. Their whole offense only had 39 yards rushing. Uh, That's not good, but, you know, we'll we'll let it slide because, you know, Lamar Jackson takes up about, like, more than half of those rushing yards
2: which yeah, is like, the reason uh, why.
0: <laughs> they, uh, yeah, please. What's, what's it called? We didn't have – what are you talking about? We didn't have our main running back. What are you talking about? Like, just, our, main running, our main running back, Lamar Jackson, he wasn't there. What are you talking <laughs> No, seriously, your main running back, Lamar Jackson, was not in this game. But we oh, move right. on to the receiving section. And, of course, my fantasy tight end, Mark Andrews, I'm saying that he is the best tight end in the NFL at the moment. Mark Andrews, man, a receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown – he came up clutch in my fantasy this week, but regardless of that, no one cares about my fantasy. But just a quick little update on fantasy for anyone that does a little that does care a little bit. I'm in the final. You know, it's just, to, just it's... to boast a little bit, just the to... But you know, I'm in the final. You know, I was the eighth seed. I was the last seed to make it, and uh, we go all the way into the finals. But regardless of that, so Mark Andrews, I, Eric, this might be. A little, I don't know if this is controversial. I think you might agree with me, but Mark Andrews is the best tight end in the NFL. I, right if now. any, if anything, I would
1: say that it's like it's a close race between him and Travis Kelsey. But as right now, I'll give it to I'll give it to Mark Andrews. I don't I don't disagree at all, and I don't think it's controversial either. I don't think
0: there's anyone else that's doing what Mark Andrews is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely, he's very consistent in that sense of putting up like yeah. close 100 yard games and all that stuff. But uh, move on to other receiving, and Rashad Bateman had the other touchdown, and he had four receptions for 26 yards. And then we move on to fumbles. Oh, Butterfingers Department. We had Josh Johnson, the bad, the 3rd year quarterback, have two fumbles. Uh, so that's not really looking good. But he um, did not lose them though, so that's a good sign. But we move on to our defensive side on the Baltimore Ravens. And the leading tackler was Tony Jefferson with nine total tackles, one sack, and one tackle for a loss. And then you had Broderick Washington with one sack and one tackle for a loss. Isaiah Mack with one tackle, one sack, and one tackle for a loss. And uh, they only had three sacks in this game. The defense was not really producing the numbers that the defense usually does for the Ravens. But you will see why when we talk about this guy. Joe Burrow. This is so stupid. Joey, 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 Joey Burrow, man. Joe Burrow had an insane game. I don't know, but he's looking good for go to the week. NFL go to the week, man. Joe Burrow went dominant. He went 37 for 46. 525 yards passing. I'm going to say it again. I don't know if anyone heard me. 525-yard pass. So dumb. That's the fourth most passing yards in an NFL game in, in history. In history. But not only that, he had four touchdowns to go along with it and no interceptions. Talk about efficient, productive, uh, elite camp, uh, elite quarterback-level game. He had it all in this in this game against a good defense in Baltimore Ravens. But we move on to the rushing department. We had Joe Mixon go 18 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown. And then – receiving area oh my gosh another big guy t higgins had 12 receptions for almost 200 yards 194 yards and two touchdowns talk about being productive but uh other than that you had tyler boyd with 85 yards receiving and a touchdown joe Mixon with 70 yards receiving and a touchdown and jamar chase with 125 yards receiving and seven receptions but everyone was dipping their hands well, they've been dipping their hands in the basket man so very productive for everyone in this game especially joe burr on t higgins but then we move on to fumbles, butterfingers. we got Sam Hubbard forced a fumble on that defensive side. And then interceptions, we had Von Bell with an interception with it for 15 yards and two pass defended. And uh, move on to defense. The leading tackler was Marcus Bailey with eight total tackles. And then Trey Henderson had one sack and two tackles for a loss. Mike Hilton had two, ta- two tackles for a loss. And it's uh, pretty much all she wrote for this Cincinnati Bengals side. But, Eric, man, it's disappointing, man. I feel your pain. I think the Baltimore Ravens have lost what their last four games. Correct me if I'm wrong, and Ooh. now they are currently eight and seven. Oof. I don't think anyone was expecting this. I don't think anyone was expecting the Ravens to to potentially. I mean, currently, currently they are in the playoffs, which is shocking me right now. They are the seventh seed, so they still have a chance of making it. But I don't know. Just not looking. It's not looking that bright in Baltimore right now.
1: Anna, what's your thoughts? Uh, um, I'm nervous. <laughs> I, I can't even lie. Like I'm nervous. I'm genuinely, genuinely nervous. I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, playoffs is no longer a guarantee for us, which is bad. Um, welcome to the club. Yeah, no, 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 no I'm not with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not with I'm not with the Panthers. I'm not with the Jets. I'm not with the Giants. All y'all are eliminated from playoff contention right now. So I'm not with I'm not with that club yet, right? But I will say this much. Um as of right now, looking at the standings, right? The only team in the AFC that's clinched playoffs is the Kansas City Chiefs, which is actually crazy when you think about it. Cause this 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 the AFC is so close. It is so close. It's actually ridiculous, right? As of right now, I don't even know what to do because realistically, the Chargers are the team that's behind us. We're 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 eight and seven. We're in the seventh seed, right? But the reason we're above the Chargers is because I believe that we beat the Chargers earlier on in the season. And then also, um, we're above the Raiders as well. Right? So Realistically, we have to we have to at least win one game to give us our, ourselves an opportunity. But the rest of our schedule is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, we have the, we have the Rams coming up, right? And then also a- after the Rams, we have we oh well then we have the Steelers. I was thinking wrong. I thought we had the Packers next. I'm sorry. I, we already played the Packers and we lost to them already. So we have the Rams right. And if we lose to the Rams, it's going to put us in a really tough position, right? But, and then we have the Steelers, and then we have to beat the Steelers. It's going to be a must win. So, basically, in order to come, like, to really lock in playoffs, we're going to have to win out the rest of the season. And the way we're looking right now, it doesn't look too certain, you know? So, I don't even know how to feel. I still think overall, we're still a better team than, than the Steelers are, than Pittsburgh is, right? But it's re- Realistically, what's gonna happen within the Chargers? Because if we end up being the Steelers and the Chargers win, it doesn't real. Uh, none of this matters. You know what I mean?
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. we would have to beat the Rams to we have to, we have to beat the Rams coming up in order for in order for any of that to matter. But oh my
0: gosh, I don't even know, the, This is so. What are the odds that Joe Burrow does this against us? Like what? Come on. I mean, he's been, in the two games he's versus you. He has nearly thousand yards passing. So he knows his way about around a Baltimore defense. Just saying. He hates us like this. Dude just wants to <laughs> our organization. I can't be bothered. But
1: man, the Bengals actually might be the real deal, man. maybe I I can admit that I most likely was sleeping on the Bengals. I really did not think that that high of them as a team. They're the third seed right now. Granted, they're tied with three other teams, but like still, you know, they're the third, they're, they're the, high, the highest, um, as as the, the three other teams. So give them props, man. They're one win away from the from the second seed, or one one game away, I should say. But um overall man I'm just shocked I'm just shocked I can't even
0: I can tell I, I really I really can tell with the way I mean honestly as an uh, outsider looking in on on your favorite team I'm saying you got to win out obviously but I think the Bengals clinched the division already like I know they didn't but I think they have it locked in in my opinion but I think now your focus is getting Lamar Jackson back cuz he had two games rest with that uh low uh, low ankle sprain so he'll be back Just your version of the Rams next game, and that's not really looking very nice for you guys. But we'll see what happens. You have a shot. You have a shot. You have a good shot. I'm just going to say that. We have a shot. The thing is, look, I'm looking at the Bengals' schedule right now.
1: They have the Chiefs the next game, right? If Mm -hmm. the Bengals beat the Chiefs, just give them the division. I don't even care if you beat the Rams. Just give them the division at that point because (laughs) – Cause if they're beating the Chiefs, bro, like I can't even like their 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 team is so informed it's ridiculous that they're beating the Chiefs, right? Because the Chiefs are moving crazy right now, right? But if we somehow beat the Rams, right? That's the main thing. I don't think we're gonna beat the Rams, but if we somehow beat the Rams and they lose to the Chiefs, the division is still up for grabs. Shockingly. You know? Yeah. It's because then we they have the Browns and we have the Steelers, you know? So it all, but at the end of the day, if we if they lose to the Chiefs and we beat the, the Rams, we would have the same record. But I think they would have they would be above us because of the fact that they've beaten us um, twice already. Goodness, oh my gosh, bro! That, in the both in both games that we've versed the freaking the freaking Bengals, we've given up forty one points. Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh, you just can't beat the Bengals. That's nuts. The Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, my gosh. That's all I got to say. They,
0: they're your kryptonite. They're your kryptonite. But let's talk about this one guy that uh that was the the the, sto- the, the showstopper in this week, in this matchup. And there's Joe Burrow, obviously. Yeah. And I want to talk about his season that he's having because I feel like he's a little bit under – not underrated, under the radar in, this, in terms of, like, the media talking about him because he's having a really good season. Joe Burrow, he had 15 games. He started, of course, all 15 games. And um, – he's got he completed three hundred and thirty six uh three hundred thirty six of uh, four hundred and eighty one passes he has four thousand one hundred and sixty five yards uh and he has thirty touchdowns and only fourteen interceptions so and he's doing pretty good he rushed for one hundred and eight yards and has two touchdowns on the ground and five fumbles and two of them were lost but those are looking like solid numbers but overall my question to you Eric, and this is like a quick little fun little thing uh i heard this this fun i heard this thing. This uh, shocking opinion this morning in one of the shows called, you know, get up obviously, but Dan Olsky, one of the one of the and the the guys, he said um, that he says Joe Burrow is an elite company. He should be at least top five. And um, I want to what? What do you think? Is Joe Burrow technically this year considered a top five quarterback? A top five quarterback? Yeah. What do you think? Wait, all right, let me go. Let me not go crazy.
1: This might be me just being biased because once I once I hear Joe Burrow on top five, I instantly just say no. But let me think about it. Right, we gotta think about the quarterbacks within this league. And matter of fact, I'm putting up I'm pulling up my NFL goal to the Week, honestly, because I, I want to see how it compares to the stats as well in my eyes. Right, technically already you would not be too high on my list because like this is like one of the biggest games that he had all season. But Joe Burrow. All right, we gotta think. Tom Brady right? I'm just listing a top Mm -hmm. five. Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. That's four people. Then, if you want to make an argument, as of right now, he's having a better season than Lamar Jackson. Clearly. Right? I've been, and that might be music to everyone's ears, because yes, I admit, Lamar Jackson's not winning MVP. He's not, he's not. All right, none of that's happening, okay? Wow. You finally got me, alright? But to say that Joe Burrow's top five. I'm thinking of just two quarterbacks that come off the top of my head, which is Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, right? I can't really think of anybody else that would probably be over Joe Burrow right now, but to say that Joe Burrow is better than Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, I would. I think that's too far-fetched. I think it, I think Justin Herbert and Josh Allen still get the call over Joe, over Joe Burrow. Maybe. This season, he's having a good season, but we're talking about top five quarterbacks in the league. If we're saying it right now, even if right now I wouldn't put Joe Burrow above um, Josh Allen or or um, or Justin Herbert, right? So I don't think he's a top five, definitely a top ten, but not a top five. That's that's too stretch. That's too much big of a stretch for me. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I have the same top four as you. Like obviously, Aaron Rodgers. This I have Aaron Rodgers at one. Okay, like my top guy. He's making a late I... run for MVP. That's all I'm gonna say, but yeah. Go ahead. I'm like, all I didn't. I didn't list them in the order. I just kind of listed them
1: like overall. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but so I agree with you when you top four. I have Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, and uh, mm, but like this is where it gets a little tricky because you got Justin Herbert and you got Josh Allen. I could either put it four. If I'm being honest, I'm looking at these stats right now. And what I listed with Joe Burrow, he had like 4,100 and something yards, 30 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. If you look at Josh Allen's numbers this season, Josh Allen has 4,048 yards. He's less yards, passing yards than Joe Burrow. He has 34 passing touchdowns and 12 interceptions. So he's a little bit more and a little bit less interceptions in that column. So I guess that gives him a little bit of an edge, but he's just pretty similar numbers. And now let's look at Justin Herbert, because Justin Herbert is having. Really good season, too. And his numbers are very similar to uh, Joe Burrow as well. Uh, his completion percentage is 67.1%. He has 4,394 yards, which is second in the league in the NFL. And he has 33 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. So those are all pretty similar numbers to, to Joe Burrow's 30, 30 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. They They are. However, right, I – Wait, first of all, I, I got to ask you. You said that you were
1: thinking about number four. What was Patrick Mahomes? You didn't say Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Patrick Mahomes at four. Okay, okay, okay. Um, they are similar. I just don't – that's why I said I, like. it's very close, right? It's very close between Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe, Joe Burrow. Okay? But I just don't see Joe Burrow that high yet. Within these – I tell you this much. Within these last two weeks – of the NFL, right? We only have two weeks left, correct? Yeah. Okay. Within these last two weeks of the NFL, Joe, it's a possibility that Joe Burrow can jump up to number five, right? Or he can he can solidify the the five position. But however, I can't. I'm not comfortable saying that Joe Burrow is top five quarterback or one of the top five quarterbacks in the league.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: no, I feel like, like and I'm not really. I'm not realistically thinking. Thinking um just this season, I'm thinking kind of like overall, and not not like their entire career, obviously, because that's that's realistically not fair to everybody else compared to Tom Brady and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. But like, I'm just thinking like overall, like what they've done in the past couple of years, what they've accomplished, you know, like just certain things like that. Like within like the last five years, we were top, who top
0: who's the top five
1: quarterback? You know what I mean? I understand. The last years.
0: Yeah. So I would say my top four to finish off. I put number five, Josh Allen. And I would say Joe Burrow at six and Justin Herbert at seven. Okay. So, right. Joe Burrow's close to top five. He's reaching in there, but unfortunately, the door is a little bit locked. So, he's going to have to wait and knock uh, and wait for someone to open it. But he's almost there. Almost there.
1: We've seen Joe Burrow. This is probably the first time that we've actually kind of seen Joe Burrow um, go crazy, I would say. Right? Mm-hmm. They go but we've also seen the other side, where he's been terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not saying that every quarterback doesn't have that day, but like we've seen a bad, we've seen like bad games with Joe Burrow as well. So that's why I'm also like kind of like on the fence, you know? Yeah, I can definitely see that. But
0: I don't think he's top five yet. He's definitely six or seven, but not top five yet. Yeah, man.
1: But David. Before we continue, man, we got five
0: audio messages, and I know they're all
1: for Mr. Motivations. Yeah, you know, he got <laughs> something to say, man. So do you mind if we go into these really of quick? Of course. Let's hear it. All right, man. Here's the first one.
2: David, here you go, man. <clears throat> you got back from Christmas. It still ain't changed. Are we forgetting about—I huh? know he didn't play this week, but uh, uh um, he's on the number one team in the AFC. Probably the number one team in the NFL.
0: No. Travis Kelsey? He's still Uh, a tight
2: end. Yeah, still tight end. Just, just, I'm just going to throw that out there. He's still (laughs) a tight end. He may not look like it, but he is. And he's a beast. He's amazing. And he was a part of the reason why we won that game against the Chargers. Yes. Speaking of the Chargers, what happened to the Chargers? What? (laughs) Houston? Houston, I thought Houston had a problem. They did not have a problem on Sunday. But anyway, come on, (laughs) man. Cut it out. Travis Kelsey, number one tight end in the NFL right now. And don't forget that man Kittle. I know he's been out due to injury, oh, but he a bad man when it, when oh, Jimmy G allows him to be. Let's say okay. that. But Jimmy G got a thumb injury.
0: I'm yeah. throwing a lot
2: at y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: no, you're good. You're good. But, like, see, Mark, Mark Andrews right now, he's my number one. Travis Kelsey is close, close, close second. And then, obviously, George Kittle at three. That's what I'm staying with. I just think Mark Andrews has been very consistent throughout the year. I don't know. Maybe George, I'm wrong. No, no,
1: George, you're not wrong. George Kittle has been is very underrated, I would say. Like, like, I uh, granted, he's been like he um he was injured, right? Like, like, like um, Miss said, but like, I would not even think about George Kittle. That's crazy. At least in my head, he's a little bit underrated. You know, like yeah. he doesn't get he doesn't get a lot. No one really talks about George Kittle that much. But I will say I will say this much, right? With Travis Kelsey. I think the reason a lot of people would say Travis Kelsey is better than Mark Andrews right now is because his team is better, right? But if we go if we go tight end for tight end for tight end, and we go the entire season, the entire season, Mark Andrews has been balling the entire season, right? Whether Lamar has a good game or not, Mark Andrews it really depends on what Lamar does to be honest with you, because Lamar sometimes doesn't throw the football. But like <laughs> when when he when Lamar does throw the football, Mark Andrews is like. Oh, nine nine out of ten times he's catching the football, you know, and he's moving and he's moving the change as well. So, for me, when it when it comes to consistency, like Travis Kelsey didn't start off crazy, he got back to what he was doing, you know what I mean? What we're used to from Travis Kelsey, but overall this season, I'd say Mark Andrews, bro. I think Mark Andrews is a dog. I think if you put him on, like, imagine like Mark Andrews with an Aaron Rodgers. Imagine if he was on the like. That would, yo, if Mark Andrews was on the Green Bay Packers, that would be way too many targets. Way too many targets. That would be awesome. That, would, might, be, be, that might be a cheat code right there. That, it really would. So that's why I put, like, if you put Mark Andrews in, in like, I guess you could say um, Travis Kelsey situation, I don't think he does, a, like, a crazy amount of better than Travis Kelsey does, but I think he does slightly better than Travis Kelsey as of right now. As of right now.
0: Yeah, and so, real quick, real quick, uh, sorry to interrupt, but like, if you look at these stats, no, if you look at the stats like, of this season, they are very, very close. And that's why I say it's very, very close tie for first, but I have Mark Andrews slightly taking it. Just because if you look at receptions, Mark Andrews has 85 on the season. Travis Kelsey has 83. Obviously, he missed one game because of COVID, so you can factor that in. But they both have equal amount of targets. They're both targeted 122 times. They, Mark Andrews has hundred, well, not 100, 1,062 yards. And receiving, and Travis Kelsey has 1,066 yards receiving, so literally four yards off. And then, and then you look at the t- touchdowns. Mark Andrews has eight total touchdowns this season, and uh, Travis Kelsey has eight total touchdowns this season. Seven reception and Mark Andrews has eight reception touchdowns. So very, very close with these two. Just saying. Definitely, well said, man. Well said. But let's
1: go ahead and dive into the next audio message, which is from Mister Motivations. Here we go.
2: I love joe burrow i love joe burrow at lsu i thought he was nfl ready he's proving me right the injury set him back last year but he's healthy now so for that little pinky injury
3: <laughs>
2: joe burrow is the best quarterback in that division and the cincinnati Bengals are in position to win they got a tough game this week against my kansas city Chiefs. it's probably going to be a shootout both of these guys can throw the ball both of these defenses are playing at a good level so hopefully they both get their run game going or something. But it's going to be an amazing game. I'm going to be glued to the TV. But Joe Burrow, it's going to be close. But it's going to be probably between the Browns. Which is crazy to say, but the Browns are actually playing <laughs> well if they had a quarterback. Kind of like San Francisco, same situation. But anyway, I think that the Bengals possibly can get this division. Going to be close, but I think that the Bengals can get this division. Joe Burrow's is the best in that quarterback, in that division. And I know that may be earlier premature, and yet he hasn't had an MVP yet, but he's still young.
0: No, I, I agree. This season, Joe Burrow has been the best quarterback. Best quarterback in the division. Best quarterback in the division, Joe Burrow takes it, because Lamar Jackson, obviously, he's been out with injuries. But even if you look at the way Joe Burrow has been playing, regardless, even if Lamar Jackson played every game this season, I would still think Joe Burrow at, is, doing, is the best quarterback in the division, just because... He can he can run a little bit. You see you see him move a little bit. It's a little slow, but it's not Tom Brady th- slow. But it's not Lamar Jackson fast. He's like you've got like a little if you want to rate it probably like sixty speed. You know he gets he gets a couple. Of downs, but <laughs> but you know primarily what a quarterback's job is is it's throwing and it's passing. And if you look at every quarterback in the division, Ben Roethlisberger. I'm sorry, but that that guy has to retire. He's just, he's on his last <laughs> legs right now. He's on his last legs, and everyone knows it, especially him. So I can't really mention him, but. Like, he can't throw the football as well, ben, Big Ben. And then you have Baker Mayfield, who has, like, a torn labium. Like, he has so many problems with him right now in injuries. But, like, overall, he's just not as good as Joe Burrow. And uh, Lamar Jackson, he's more of a running back in my eyes than, than, than a potential thrower. So, if I'm looking at the best overall quarterback in that division, I'm saying Joe Burrow as well. And Cincinnati Bengals will win the division, too, to add that. Oh, this hurts,
1: bro. <laughs> Oh, my, I'm in so much pain. You have no (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The only thing I want to say right now, right, and this should give you guys your answer, okay? So don't ask me to say anything else. But Lamar Jackson has had a better career than Joe Burrow up to this point. Uh, (laughs) If if that does not give you an answer on on what you guys just said, I don't know what does. I'm not bringing myself to say that. I cannot.
0: You have to – so, basically, you know, I'll say it for them. So, basically, Eric is saying that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback this season I didn't in, say, in their division, in the AFC North. But I didn't say that. See, that's the thing. You, but you I, I, I'm reading between the lines for it. Yeah. <laughs> you. You can't quote me on it, though. That's what I'm mad. You can't quote <laughs> me
1: on it. But, oh, my gosh, man. Um, Overall, Mr. Motivations, I will say this much, though. As far as, like, playoffs go and winning the division, again – None of this matters realistically. If what what's the oh I have to check the other teams actually because no because when you really think about it the Steelers are not going to what's the what's the Browns record seven and seven where they what's the, the Browns are currently seven and eight they're seven and eight the Browns are not winning the division that's they're kind of like already like out of the division like runnings re- realistically right but you gotta think also the Steelers are seven one and one. Right, if they win one game, I don't really know how the Steelers work because. But no, they're not winning the division either because they, they're seven one and one. Right, but if if the Baltimore Ravens lose, right, actually the Steelers could win the division. It'd be really close if they did. That's not.
0: It's not gonna happen. Big ben, can't throw gonna happen. More. Big ben can't throw past five yards. I'm sorry. Well, what's it called? Big, well, I mean, let's let's check this schedule really quick. I want to see now. The Steelers, the
1: Steelers, what the last two games of the season, right? I can't believe they tied the lines. That's crazy. That's such a big game for them. They have the Browns, and then they got us. So the Browns versus the Steelers is gonna be like a like a mini toilet bowl. You know what I mean? That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be awful to watch probably. And then they got us, and if they beat us, oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! But, they could make it. That's what I'm saying. They oh, could. Wow. They because they don't have a tough schedule to end the season. They realistically, if they beat the Browns, right? But Cincinnati has to lose, right? Cincinnati has to lose against the Chiefs. None of this matters. If Cincinnati win, I think they secure the division overall, right? Unless the Browns or the Steelers win and we win, right? Because – or the Browns win, whatever, right? But not everybody's going to win. Either the Browns or the Steelers are going to be eliminated from the, winning the division this, this, this week, right? And then – or actually, tonight. Aren't they playing tonight? No. Not tonight. No, no, no. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. Sorry, but <laughs> overall, my point is this: if the Ravens lose against the Rams, whether the Cincinnati Bengals win or not, it doesn't matter because the Ravens can't win the division anymore. Because the Cincinnati Bengals beat us, they beat us twice, mm-hmm. so so like even if we tie on a record, it's not going to be the same. You understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, I got you. They're still going to have the the uh, the um. They're still gonna be put above us because we we um we lost them twice. So realistically, it all comes down to being the Rams this week. And it's the freaking Rams. So oh my gosh, man. All I'm not- gonna say is good luck, my friend. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, thanks. Oh much appreciated. Much appreciated. <laughs> no problem. I'm always here for you. But without further ado, let's move into our next audio message from Mr. Motivations.
2: Yeah, freaking cut off. But, yeah, man, he's the best right now. Let's just say right now. I ain't even going to say overtime. I'm not going to say in the past. I'm saying right now, Joe Burrow is the best. Point blank, period. Yep. Yep, that's all I'm
1: going to say. Correct. Yeah, I'll say that Lamar has had an overall better career
0: than Joe See, Burrow. See, why can't you just admit it? That's what, ah, whatever. But what's his next audio message? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, did somebody from your camp just say he doesn't deserve I don't think we should put a, a gold jacket on him yet. Or something like that to that extent. Like, don't disrespect the man. Just say, hey, like, go Bill Belichick style. He's a great competitor. I like what he's doing. He's a young talent. We got our, we got our work, of, you know, we got our work. Dang, what am I trying to say? Because I'm eating this onion ring. Dinner report. <laughs> I got onion rings and chicken wings and fries, bro. This done good. And I got some chicken gizzards. I don't know if y'all eat that or not. Oh. But anyway... We got our work cut out for us. That's what I was trying to say, and um, that's all you had to say. But you want to say, "Oh, he don't. We don't think we should put a jacket on him." Okay, put a jacket on now. Later, next week. I mean, yeah, he got a whistle stuff, but half half a thousand, half of a
0: thousand, half of a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Ah, uh,
1: I oh my gosh, man! I, I don't even
0: know how to respond. To be honest with you, <laughs> uh, first off, dinner report is awesome. Chicken yeah. gizzards, I aren't familiar with, so I've never had chicken gizzards. Really? No, have Those you? Pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. Hey, I tried them though. They're like part of the stomach. I mean, hey, it's chicken, so <laughs> hey,
1: you he said had me yeah, a chicken, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm down to try it one day.
0: Yeah, man. In Portugal, they make, like, a nice little sauce with it, bro. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. The sauce will make you want to die and then come back and eat it again. <laughs> mm. Delicious. But, Bam. regardless. But, yeah, man. Overall. Do you have anything you want to say about that audio message overall? Nah, man. Nah, not really. Gold jackets, you know. I'm only aware of green jackets, and that's in golf. So, oh my gosh! This I, guy. I know, I know what you're saying Gold Jack is obviously Hall of Fame, so but Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. I, I don't think you could put anyone in the Hall of Fame because, th- especially young quarterbacks, because they only played like, like what, five years at most, like four years. Like, how can you judge a career based on four years? So
1: definitely not. Definitely not. So like have, people wait. are calling
0: Patrick Mahomes like comparing it to Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. It's like, like, can you be the? Is he like the best quarterback in the NFL? I'd be like, no. Like, <laughs> not in the career because have you seen Tom Brady doing it for 20 plus years Aaron Rodgers performing for 15 plus years it's like I don't know Def, no I see where you're coming from I see
1: where you're coming from overall but without further ado let's go ahead and go on to the next audio and here's, here's the next one
2: this one's from Miss Motivations here we go top five quarterbacks I heard that too Um, I would say in no particular order but you already know number one Patrick Mahomes, no! <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and see, the three and four, y- y'all heard the little, <sighs> like, oh, where do I go for three and four? Um, Fudge. I don't really know.
1: No, Matthew
2: Stafford. I would say, I could go, I could go, Joe. No. I'm going to say. Because he hasn't been playing well as of late. Excuse me, Dak. Go. Um, Oh, Dak. I'm going to go. I could go Joe. I'm going to go at three. I'm going to go Josh. At four, I'm going to go Joe. Oh, no. Four, Josh, five, Joe. There we go. So, Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, Josh, Joe.
0: So, you got him by the skin of your teeth. You got him in that five. Yo, he just said forget Matthew Stafford. That's what he just said.
1: (laughs) That's all I heard. He really just said forget Matthew Stafford. There's no way. Nah. Matthew Stafford is a top five quarterback in this league. This this season, yes. I think. Well what, yo, what's it called? I'm shocked that wow,
0: I totally forgot about Dak Prescott though.
1: This yeah. he, he's still a good quarterback, you know what oh, I mean? He is,
0: he is, but I think he had I still put him I still put Joe Burrow above him. I, I just think Dak is he's been on like a little bit of a slump. Not not last game. When they, when they scored 56 points against the Washington football team. So we will we'll definitely go over that. But, like, before that, he was in, like, a, a two- or three-game slump, so. Definitely
1: true. Definitely true. But, yeah, man,
0: I'm surprised he didn't put Matthew Stafford top five, though. That's
1: that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. But let's go ahead and go on to the next one from Mr. Motivations. Here we
2: go. Eric, what if we could get Mark Andrews and Devontae Adams to the New York Giants. Yeah.
3: Because they're okay. bringing
2: back Joe Judge and Daniel Jones. We can run this thing. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Pipe dream.
0: Pipe dream. No, 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 no. I like where this is going. What? I like where that's going. I like where that's going. Keep on saying it. And then, and then Devontae Adams goes to the Giants. And then Aaron Rodgers is like, hey, I want my number one receiver. So then Aaron Rodgers comes to the Giants. So then starting lineup is going to look like Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback. Devontae Adams is wide receiver one. And you got, you got uh, Saquon Barkley is your backfield. Yeah, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard as your other wide receivers. And they got Mark Andrews as your tight end. Oh my God. that's like music to my ears. That's like a, a dream right there. That's putting and, like back to back to back to back to back championships.
1: And then on top of it all,
0: every single time they go to the
1: Super Bowl, they versus the Jets too. That that's that, that that that's that dream. <laughs>
3: that's
1: that dream. And Zach will somehow beats Aaron Rodgers one of those years. Get out of here. Stop! This is
0: this is this needs to be stopped. Mark Andrews is not going anywhere, bro. Hopefully, Hopefully. <laughs> watch well, breaking news. Eric, we have some breaking news. Mark Andrews requested trade to the New York Giants. Wow! Break! Wow. Break news! I'm boycotting football.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my god! All right, well, let's go ahead and go into the next audio message, which from Mr. Motivations. Here we go.
2: Yo, Baker has his number though, like. Baker has freaking been never. Y'all saw that playoff game. I think Browns win. I think Browns win on Sunday. And then I think that even if they beat y'all, I still think the Bengals beat the Browns. I think the Bengals still come back to take this division. Let's go, Joe. Let's go, Joe. Run, Joe, roll. Run, Joe, run. Run, Joe, run. Run,
0: I love it. I love it. And real quick, real quick, before we can move on. I remember, Eric, uh, me and you, we made a deal, actually. And uh, it's a couple episodes back. It was actually on episode 46. And Dude. I just want to state it to everyone in the crowd, because just in case everyone, anyone forgot. And uh, um, it, it stated. Eric was confident in saying this, too. He said, if Joe Burrow gets farther than Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, no, he said that he will buy a Joe Burrow jersey. No! Yeah. So... <laughs> The way it's looking right now. Oh, my God, I'm barely, haini- The way it's looking like haini- I don't even know if Lamar Jackson is going to make the playoffs. So, Joe Burrow is in the
1: playoffs.
0: No, 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 no. We
1: got, no, our, no, we got, our, we got our jersey. We got our no, Burrow no, jersey. No, 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 no. I actually had a headache. I actually have a, a headache. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. So, no, David. No, 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 David. David. No, no. <laughs>
0: Who wants to see that? Honestly, you know, it's written um. in stone, Eric. God, I'd rather skydive. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. I'll write it down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bro, what? Oh. Uh, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Here, here we go. I'm about to finesse. Ready? So, technically speaking, if the Ravens don't make the playoffs, technically the deal invalid. Right? No, wh- uh, no. 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 Why no. no don't get around
0: this. Don't get around this. Because because he,
1: he can't go further in the playoffs because he didn't make the playoffs. You see what I'm saying? Like, you, you understand what I'm trying to... You pick it up yeah. on play-
0: I don't see what you're saying, and I will never see what you're saying because you're going <laughs> to buy a Joe Burrow jersey and you're going to dance around with it. And oh, And you're be the my- Bengals' number one fan. Oh, my gosh. Rave, I de- Lamar, save me, please. <laughs> and, and then Lamar's going to look at that, at that video and he's going to be like, wow, I thought Eric was my number one fan. And then he's going to, you know... It's all no. going to go downhill from there. If we have to make a video of me to Joe (laughs) Burrow, oh my God. I'm literally
1: gonna, I'm literally gonna like, we're gonna tag Lamar Jackson in the video. I'm gonna be like, bro, I'm like, this is what you did to me. I'm (laughs) like, I'm a big fan of you. Now I'm walking around with a Joe Burrow. Oh my God. All right. Yo, I didn't realize. Oh my God. David, this is terrible. It's actually terrible. (laughs) If we lose this week,
0: I'm screwed. Ah, uh, this is great. Nah, no, no. I love it. I love oh. when we make deals like this and they actually come true.
1: I hate Joe Burrow. I actually, <laughs> why, bro? 525 yards, really? Four touchdowns. Well, you want to play Madden next time? Like,
0: please. Okay. <laughs> All
1: right, man. Let's just go to the next audio message. All, All right. Well.
0: This is say I'm just waiting for another two weeks. That's all I'm gonna say. But
1: they're losing. They're gonna lose the Chiefs, and then they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. Who, who they rushing last? Is, is it us, right? No, no, no. It's
0: it's the Browns. I think.
1: Oh, um, Baker. Baker was gonna go crazy. They're gonna lose. They're gonna lose
0: Baker. It's okay. <laughs> so okay. gonna start? He's gonna start throwing with his left hand, his right yeah, hand, yeah, exactly, that exactly, hand. exactly. 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 <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Let's we'll see what happens. But our last audio message from Mister Motivations. I'm gonna play it.
2: He's never been throwing picks. He just threw three picks. Yes, they won the game, but he just threw picks, three picks, and then he threw some picks before then. He's been throwing picks left and right since Odell got there. So no, he—he, I don't think. They're gonna have to win with the defense. Yes, you got Cup. Yes, you got OBJ. Yes, you got a running game that's starting to happen. But Matthew Stafford is making crucial mistakes. At At you can't do that late December, January. This is where you gotta play your best ball, like Mahomes, like Rodgers, like Brady, like all the other people I named. Like you gotta play your best ball now. Josh is starting to do that too. So yeah, no. <laughs> you
0: know what? You know what? After you said that, I can kind of I can kind of see his point. I can kind of see it cuz when you really look at it he has 4339 yards passing yards that's fourth in the NFL he has 36 passing touchdowns which is second in the NFL 13 interceptions which is tied for 25th so it's very it's, it's pretty low and uh, his QBR is 63.7 which is fourth in the NFL you know what actually I can't see that point cuz all these stats show that he's top 5 so, oh, <laughs> never <laughs> it's that show He's top five. Everything's in top five. But, you know, honestly, if we're looking at interceptions, what he's been doing the last couple of games, yeah, against Minnesota, he threw three interceptions. In Seattle, he threw an interception. And uh, his last five games, he's, threw, he's thrown a total of five interceptions. So, he's got to improve that a little bit. Uh, okay. But we're not talking about right now. We're talking about no. oh, so all season,
1: baby. All season. In that case, he is a top five quarterback, at least what we think. But, Boom. hey. Well, go ahead. I said boom. I said, I said – no, nah, you didn't say boom. You said boom. I said, I said boom. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Well, without further ado, David, Um, I think, we, I think we can go over, like, maybe one more game and then we got to move on to our next segment. What do you think? I got you. And, Eric, you got to pick this nice one. All right. No, listen, I was actually to ask you because there's actually a couple of games that I could pick. Right, technically, but because there's a lot of like things that you can talk about within each game, so I'll just let you pick and then I'll go over. it. Like, which one do you want? to – Do you have anyone you want to go over? Because I know you mentioned the Dallas
0: Cowboys game. That's like... exactly the one I was gonna I was gonna talk about. I think we got to go over that one.
1: All right, let's go ahead and go to this one then. Um, oh my gosh, if I've never seen if if this isn't the definition of JV, I don't know what is. <laughs> I, I don't know what is. This is ridiculous. So What happened? They were doing so well. The Washington football was doing so well. And then they just come against Dallas and they get destroyed. For anyone who doesn't know, Dallas Cowboys wa- washed. They washed the Washington Wizards.
3: Huh.
1: Washington word. Wizards? Hold no. Wrong sport. God, football team. Sorry. <laughs> they, Dallas Cowboys washed the Washington football team 56 to 14. Are you kidding me? 56 14. What, like, are you guys even playing football at that point? Like, what? Yeah. I can't wait to tell you the stats from this game, ladies and gentlemen. So, let's start off with the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke, 7 for 22, 121 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Oh, my gosh. And then you had Kyle Allen, went 8 for 10, and one touchdown. Not a bad game for Kyle Allen when you really look at it. But, like, still, you know, going to the rushing department, their leading rusher was Jarrett Patterson. Nine carries, 33 yards. Not good enough. Simple as that. Going to the receiving department. Their top receiver was Diami Brown, two receptions for two targets, 53 yards. Then you had John Bates, um, 45 yards, two, two receptions for three targets, one touchdown. Then you had Antonio Gibson, 29 yards, two receptions for four targets, and one touchdown. But that's pretty much all she wrote on that end. Going in to the fumble department, the Butterfingers. You had John Bates with one fumble, but he didn't lose it. Um, let's then let's go ahead, let's go ahead and go into the Washington defense, right? You had Bobby McCain leading the team in um, in in total tackles, tied with Jeremy Reeves, and they both had ten total tackles. Bobby McCain had seven solo tackles, and then Jeremy Reeves had six solo tackles with one tackle for a loss. After that, you had Darren Payne with one sack, right? You had Matt. Oh, I cannot say his name. Jeez. I knew I knew this. I knew this. I- this I, I we have Matt I knew this with um with the sack as well. And then you had Dejon Harris with a sack, right? So there's a total of three sacks going into the um. Actually, we can't even go to the, we can't even go into the kicking, ladies and gentlemen. You know why? Because Joey Joey Sly, despite the two extra points that he kicked, right? He went he went zero for zero, didn't kick anything. So can't go into the kicking of that part. But let's go ahead go and go into Dallas's stats. Oh my gosh! Okay. Dak Prescott, 29 for 30, 28 for 39, 330 yards, four touchdowns. Insane. Not only that, Cooper Rush came into the game. Two for three, 70 yards and a touchdown as well. They were destroying you guys so bad that Cooper Rush came into the game and got a touchdown as well. He threw it three times and got a touchdown. Oh my. If that doesn't speak, is that, that doesn't like speak for itself? I don't know what does, but going to the rushing department, you had Ezekiel Elliott leading the team in rushing with Nine carries with 37 yards and one touchdown. And then going to the receiving department, you had Amari Cooper leading the team in total yards. He had 85 yards and one touchdown. Then you had Malik Turner, 82 yards and one touchdown. Then you had Dalton Schultz, 82, 82 yards and one touchdown. And also you had Zeke Elliott with five yards and one touchdown. And then you had Terrence Steele with one yard and one touchdown as well. The receivers were eating today. Absolutely everyone was eating. Everyone got a piece of the cake. You know what I mean? But – Going into the fumble department, you had Dak Prescott with a fumble and Cedric Wilson with a fumble. But then um, you had Amari Cooper with a recovery and Ezekiel Elliott with a recovery. Then going into the defensive stats of things, you had DeMarcus Lawrence with one interception that turned into a pick six. right? And then you had Trevon Diggs adding to his interception collection with another interception as well. Um, Going into DeMarcus Lawrence stats, he he had two total tackles, two solo tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss, one pass deflected, one QB hit, and one touchdown. Almost de- basically a complete game for Demarcus Lawrence. And then you had Trevon Diggs going into his stats. He had two total tackles, two solo tackles, and two passes deflected. Leading the team in total tackles, you had DeMonte Kazees with five total tackles and three solo tackles. And then right behind them, you had Kinu Neal with five total tackles and three solo tackles. You had Micah Parsons with one sack. You had um, Terrell Basham, Basham with um, one- a half a sack. Then you had, like I said before, DeMarcus Lawrence with a sack. You had Chauncey Golston with half a sack. You had Jaron Kirst with a sack. You had Doris Armstrong with a sack. Oh, my goodness. Five sacks in total, ladies and gentlemen. Five, in five total sacks, man. Absolutely insane. But that's, that's pretty much all she wrote, man. That's pretty much all she wrote. Now, I want to talk about one thing, though, David, really quick, before I let you go into it. Clearly on here, I can't see it, right? I know... For a fact that there was um, for there was a there was a kick that was blocked right, and someone ran it into the touch for a touch for a touchdown or, or whatever right. Mm-hmm. I they don't show the stat for that here, do they? No, they don't. So let let's talk, dude. That with that, I just want to shout that out first, right? And then, but overall, let's just go into the game, David. What are you thinking about this game?
0: Oh my oh god! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It was literally. JV versus a professional team. I mean, I turned on the game late, and I saw that the score was fifty six to seven. I'm like, what? <laughs> Cowboys are winning fifty six to seven. Like, this is not even like funny. This is like embarrassing. Like, I don't know. As a player, you can go out with your team and be like, yeah, we're losing fifty six to seven. Yeah, let's just keep on playing. Like, this is a, this is embarrassing as a professional football team to be down that big of a deficit. But I mean, this is kind of shocking too because Washington football team they were on a they were on a little bit of a winning streak, but then all of a sudden Dallas is like, "Yeah, slow down, buddy. You're not going to catch up anytime soon." So, I mean, if it wasn't for Joe Burrow's great performance, Dak Prescott would have been a top contender for Go to the Week. But Dak Prescott, he had an impressive game, like you said. He finally found his fire. The offense of Dak Prescott has finally found his fire after like the last two or three games. It's been kind of cold for him. He's found it, and, um, man, talk about throwing to everyone. I think the, he, he threw to a, he threw a touchdown to an offensive lineman. He threw it to a tight end. He threw it to a wide receiver, and he threw it to a running back. And he's like, you know what? This is too easy for me. He's like, Give a, throw it to the wide receiver? Yeah, this is too easy for me. Throw it to a tight end? Yeah, too easy. Throw it to the running back? You know what? That's too easy. And he's like, you know what? Let me throw it to an offensive line because, you know what? Well, we're just up 56-7 to like 14, so it doesn't really matter at this point. Too but- easy to- he was having a field day. This whole Dallas Cowboys team is having a field day. They were winning by so much that I think during the third quarter, the, co- the, the head coach, Mike McCarthy, didn't even put in his starters for most of the, uh, most of the downs. Like, come on. Like, this is embarrassing football. But this does look good for the, the Dallas Cowboys, which have been an up-and-down team throughout the season. Like, like, usually you're confident going into the, the, the postseason of, like, who is your top team? of each NFC and AFC that's going to be, like, a consistent team that you're very confident that can go a little far. And this season, it's been, like, no, I'm not really confident in that point. I guess my one team is, I guess, Green Bay. But even they have some some troubles in that point. And, like, some people were saying Dallas, and Dallas was up and down throughout the season, but Dallas is now the second spot in the NFC, which is crazy to think. But, man, their offense, real quick, they're ranked. They're ranked first in the NFL. And their defense is ranked 5th in the NFL. That is insane numbers. Insane. Your offense is ranked 1st and your defense is ranked 5th. If you just look at that alone, you're like, this team is elite. This team should be elite. When you have both of your offense and defense in top 5. But, like, I don't know. This is one game. I still have my doubts about the Dallas Cowboys. I will continue to have my doubts about the Dallas Cowboys. But, man, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm not really... It was against the Washington football team at the most, too. It wasn't against, like, a bigger team. It was against a media a, a, an average team, let's just say. Hey, listen.
1: Overall, Dallas, man. Do I still tr- Do I trust in Dallas now because they did this? No. Okay? Do I think they have a better chance? Obviously. And what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm referring to is getting out of the first place. OK, because that was my big deal. That was my big deal the entire time. Right. When we were talking about a couple weeks ago and all that stuff. Um, for me, this game was just a wake up call, I guess you could say, or a uh, what do they call it? A statement game. Right. Yeah. And it was a very big one, you know, very big one. Just saying, like, guys, don't sleep on us where we, we are that team as well. We are con- competing for Super Bowl. And I have respect for Dallas overall. Right, technically, right as of right now, they would be versing the Philadelphia Eagles going into the, if, if the season was to end today. Um, and I could, I think, I could say that I think the cow, the Cowboys, would be able to get past the Eagles pretty easily overall. Oh, wow. So that's crazy to think. Now, though I wouldn't put it past the choke against the Eagles. You know what I mean, but over overall, I think Dallas, if they can keep the second seed, that's the biggest thing. If they drop, um, I would say as far as the fourth seed. If they drop to that fourth seed, I think they might lose first round. I really do. So they gotta keep either second, third, and I think they'll be, they'll be they'll be good. But other than that,
0: that's how I'm feeling about it right now. Yeah, I mean they definitely had a statement game, but then again, they were up and down throughout the whole season. So even though they had they're in their up right now, let's see if they can keep it consistent throughout the year. And if they do, they turned it on at the right time. You just say that.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well said, man. But without further ado, let's go ahead and go into. Well,
0: actually, is there anything else you want to go over in the game before we keep going? Real quick, like they—they they were doing like I saw this fun, like this funny thing. It's actually kind of sad from my standpoint, but they said in the month of December, the New York Giants have scored a total of 40, 41 points, I believe. Oh my god! And the Dallas Cowboys in one game scored fifty-six. So, uh, that's not good. It's not good, and uh, it just makes me – it makes me question, how can you not have a quarterback in a New York team that can get you numbers like this? Why can't, bro, why can't New York teams produce numbers like this? I just I'm, – I'm crying right now. I, just, I <laughs> want to see my team win. And when you see other teams win instead of yours, especially your rival team, it's like you want to rip your hair out. But. Oh, my
1: gosh, man. Hey, tell me about it. Tell me about it.
3: <laughs> mm.
1: We got spanked by a man named Joe Burrow. I can't be bothered. Yeah, okay. man, Joe Burrow, Joey, That's, Joey Jones. The, the thing is, I'm not over here like, yeah, Jack Prescott. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Mac Jones. Like, come on, like this is foul. <laughs> this is, <foul>. honest, <laughs> oh man. But without further ado, let's go ahead and go into this audio message. What do you say? <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> all right, here
2: we go. So, for all the Cowboys fans, I'm about to break y'all little hearts. Oh, this was not a. Uh, this was not a oh the cowboys are good. The Cowboys did this. Did you see the Cowboys? Did you see special teams? Did you see that defense? Did you see that offense? <laughs> this is not it was not a a Cowboys win. It was a Washington football team loss. This was an indictment on the Washington football team. One, they had injuries. Two, they were coming off that short week. They had just played on Tuesday. They were just getting some guys back from COVID. They were the whole reason that they had to play on Tuesday. So, this team was not ready to play. They wasn't ready to execute on all cylinders, and it showed tremendously. Not saying that the Cowboys' offense can't play. What this game showed us is that the Cowboys can play when they want to if everything clicked on that same caliber. But Washington just was not ready at all.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. I mean, it goes to show this game goes to show what the Cowboys' potential can be. He said, "If they want to," keyword. That yeah. that's, that's the key
1: thing because we've seen the Cowboys go up and down this season, really up and down.
0: Mm-hmm. So, even though they went up and down, they are still in the second oh. in second seed. So, yeah, man, most definitely. But without further ado, David, what do you say we go on to our next segment? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, we move on to our next segment called "Meet Me at the Rim." which is basically our basketball segment. And um, like we did for NFL, we get – oh, actually, actually, I'm sorry. We have some predictions on tonight's game in the NFL. I forgot to mention that. We do have um, – I have Eric – Oh, yeah. That happens – yeah. That's going to happen on Thursday night football, which is the Chiefs versus the Bengals. A, a really good game for Eric's watching. I know Eric's going to be watching this game because if the Bengals lose, you know, the Ravens are going to be one spot closer. But uh, Eric predicted that the Chiefs – oh, who would have thought that the Chiefs are gonna beat the Bengals 35 to 24 with Patrick Mahomes having two or more touchdowns and Joe Burrow having one or more interceptions? Eric! That's a little harsh on Joey Joey Badbones. Don't you think? You're throwing three picks, I don't care. Joey Badbones, man. Don't 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 be like that, man. Do you Bad- have a little bias in this pick? Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what
1: are you
0: talking about? Yeah, of course there's bias. I need to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he throws another 500 plus yard game. Shut up, yo, this guy.
1: Oh my god, if I have to wear Joe Burrow jersey, I've asked you to cry. I really, I'd rather do, oh my, there's so many other things I'd rather do than that. Oh my god. It's
0: called Joey
1: Bad Bones. No, Joey nothing. Joey ew. (laughs) Oh my gosh, man. Oh, wait, let me go over your game. My bad. Wait, did you fish? Yeah. Yeah, I did. All right, my bad. So, ladies and gentlemen, David has tonight's game, Monday Night Football. He's got the Miami Dolphins versus the New Orleans Saints. It's literally going to kick off in a minute, right? But he has the Miami Dolphins um, winning 27-21 against New Orleans Saints. He has Tua um, throwing one or more touchdowns. And he has Ian Book um, for, the, for the New Orleans Saints having
0: one or more turnovers, man.
1: But there it is.
0: There it is, ladies and gentlemen. There it is indeed, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we move into our Mimi at the Rim segment, which is other known as our basketball segment, or NBA segment, but
1: Mimi at the Rim. (laughs)
0: Exactly, but (laughs) if you haven't heard that, check it out on Spotify, it's called Mimi at the Rim. If you want to Hey, shout out the (laughs) NK. Yeah, shout out the NK, but um, let's go, like, bear with us like we did with the NBA, uh, the NFL. We're going to go over previous week because we did not have an episode on Thursday, so we are going to go over... Oh, my gosh. My brain is exploding right now going over. <laughs> <this. laughs> so complex. Okay, so we're going to go over uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday games. That happened yeah. on the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th of last, last week. Like we did in NFL, we're just going to go over our predictions, not go into the games because they are, are outdated. And uh, before, uh, let's go into – Eric, I believe uh, I had a pre- – what? Hold up, hold up. You mean the 20th, 21st and 22nd, right? No. Oh yeah, I do mean that oh my gosh okay I have to make sure uh, to... my days are <laughs> messed up. It's okay. I don't know what's
1: going on either. All right, go... <laughs> listen it's be, to be honest ladies and gentlemen, you'd be surprised how much one episode throws it off Because constant flow so like when you don't when you miss one episode you miss like an entirety of predictions an entirety of of games to go over you know what I mean every the, the, the sports world never sleeps so you know what I mean so like it's like constantly going. But you're telling me the sports world doesn't stop for Takeover? No, not at all. I mean, oh gosh. probably will. One day we'll be that big that one day when we don't go on there, they like, cancel everything right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay? Can NFL, stop everything. They, they can't talk about us. We can't go on. <laughs> 100%. But real quick, let's move on to Eric's prediction on Monday, uh, December 20th. And it was the Boston Celtics versus the 76ers. And Eric said, and that the Celtics are going to beat the 76ers 123-120. to 120. And, Eric, I'm sorry, but the 76ers actually beat the Boston Celtics 108-103. Nice. to 103. So I cannot give you a point for the team or the score. Um, You also said Jason Tatum was going to drop 25-plus points, and Jason Tatum only dropped 17 for you. Nice! I cannot give you a point for that. And But you did say that Joel B is going to get a double-double, and uh, he barely got you. It was 41 points but 10 rebounds. So I give you a point for that. It bumps your total up to 42. It is currently 47-42, to 42, David. Me. Uh,
1: I don't know how I feel about that one. Jason Tatum, bro. What's going on? I don't get it. I don't understand. But, David, you mind if I jump into your game now? Let's do it. All right. So, David had a prediction on um, Tuesday's game. What was it? The 22nd, right? 22nd. Correct. 21st. Oh, 21st. My fault. My fault. 21st. And David had the Suns versus the L.A. Lakers. And... David said that the Suns were going to beat the Lakers 117-110, to 110, and in fact, the Suns did beat the Lakers, but they beat them 108-90. to 90. They pretty much kind of spanked them, a little bit of a spanking, not too much. but A little bit, a little bit. Not too much, but decent enough, I guess you could say. But you said that LeBron James was going to have 12 plus, oh, wait, no, not 12, 25 plus points and 5 plus rebounds, and he got it done, man. He got you 34 points and 7 rebounds. Mind you, year 19, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my gosh. This dude is his, – his, his back is going to actually break. Like, his back is actually going to break. I feel so bad. Oh, my gosh, man. But also going to oh, going into this, you said that CP3 was going to have 10-plus assists. And David, oh, he only had nine. Oh, oh my gosh. He missed it by one, man. We missed it by one. So you get two out of four points in that prediction. And the score, your score improves from 49. It goes to 49. And now the score is 49 to 42. Bunch of BS. Oh, stop it. Jason Table could give me 25 plus points. You missed it the- <laughs> by, by one. Oh, my
0: exactly. God. Exactly. But we move on to Eric's game that happened on Wednesday, December 22nd. And it was the Clippers versus the, Kin- the Kings. Not the Kings. The Kings game. And Eric said that the the Kings were gonna beat the Clippers one sixteen to one hundred eight. And Eric, I am sorry, but the Valley Clippers spanked the Kings one hundred five to eighty nine. Nice. Uh, I cannot give you a point for the team or the score, you, but you did say that Tyrese Halliburton was gonna drop you twenty plus uh, twenty plus points and five plus assists, and he gave you twenty two points and thirteen assists. So mm-hmm. I cannot I, I can give you a point for that, obviously. But you did say, oh gosh, this is gonna sting, that uh, Reggie Jackson was gonna drop. Less than 25 points. And, uh, Eric, I'm sorry, but Reggie Jackson did not play this game. So, I cannot give you points. What? Back. What? So, uh, like... <laughs> so, you finish off one out of four in that prediction, which brings your total up to 43. It is currently 49-43. No, nah, it's rigged. I'm telling you, the NBA one is rigged. No.
1: <laughs> dude, I can't. They won't let me catch them. They literally won't let me catch them. That's nuts. All right. Yeah, I'm paying off someone. You didn't know that? Oh, okay, I see how see so, in other words, what you're doing is you're already making the sports world stop in a sense.
3: You're
0: getting already I mean bri- bribery is all around us in the sports world. I'm just adding <laughs> a little bit of a touch to it. He's adding a little bit of a touch to it.
1: Well, listen, I'm adding a little bit of touch of a touch to it too, David, because ladies and gentlemen, David predicted on Wednesday, December 22nd game, the Toronto Raptors versus the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, David predicted that the Raptors were going to beat the Bulls. No, the Bulls were going to beat the Raptors 116-112. But none of that matters because the game was postponed. So-
0: oh, great. <laughs> so you missed out on four points as a whole. Like, I mean, can we even count that as a donut? Because, like, it just got postponed. No, it doesn't even count. Screw COVID. Oh,
1: my gosh. But don't worry. We did. I think we did. We give you an extra game. We I mean- did indeed. We did indeed. And- Oh, yeah, we gave that wasn't that, that really wasn't fair overall. So we ended up you get an extra game um this this week coming up, but um oh my gosh, I did some bribery as well. And I told him I was like no nah, nah, I, I can't even bribe that. I just feel I don't like COVID either. So let me know. <laughs> <if you. laughs> oh my. But overall, the score remains forty nine to forty three after this week. Nothing really realistically happened in the NBA predictions, but without further ado, that means we can pick any game we want to talk about. And the yes, first- sir.
0: Uh, floor is mine. Yes, And, Eric, I'm primarily, my focus is on Christmas, obviously. You know, Christmas is one of the best holidays of the year. And not only because, you know, you're around your family and your friends and everyone you love, but also because we got some sports playing that game. And uh, we had five NBA games going on in, in uh, Christmas. And, uh, Eric, I'm going to go over my beloved New York Knicks. And they beat the Atlanta Hawks 101 eighty seven. And it was just an, a great game, a great environment at MSG as always, especially to do it on Christmas. But there was a little bit of history made in this game, and I will explain that a little bit later when I go over the Knicks side. But when we move on Atlanta Hawks stats, we had leading scorer tied with John Collins and Delon White, Wright with um, 20 points. They both had 20 points. John Collins had eight rebounds, three assists, two blocks, only one turnover. And Delon Wright had uh, 20 points, four rebounds, two assists, and three steals one block and one turnover. Honestly, those guys played very well, very well games. But after that, it kind of falls off. Skyler Mays, who had 11 points, and uh, then you have Cam Reddish with only 10 points, and everyone else is in single digits. That's obviously why they only scored 87 points. But now we move on to the next side. We got to move on to the next side. The leading scorer was Julius Randle, all-star Julius Randle, 25 no. points. Uh, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, and only 3 turnovers. He shot 66% from 3 and 60% from the field. Great game by him, honestly. But, I mean, Evan Fournier had 15 points as well. Quentin Grimes, a rookie, had 15 points. Obi Toppin had 13 points with the monstrous, uh, in-between-the-legs dunk at the end, which it capped off a little bit of Christmas. But the guy I want to talk about is Kemper Walker. The guy's back in the rotation, everyone. Kemper Walker is back, uh, and... Uh, He has not disappointed. And uh, he had 10 points, 10 rebounds, and 12 assists, and and only one turnover. You're probably looking at me like, only 10 points? Like, why are you saying this is important? Because there was history in that triple-double. Because Kemba Walker became the first New York Knicks on Christmas Day to have a triple-double. So congratulations to Kemba. You had a tremendous week. And uh, hence, you might be mentioned in the -the go-to-the-week later in the show. So you don't want to miss it. But Kemba Walker, great game, great week for you, man. And it's nice to see you in the rotation. But real quick, talking about this situation, um, when you get benched, like Kemba Walker has, it makes you reflect on how you've been playing. It makes you realize how bad you've kind of been playing. And, uh, you know, since he had an opportunity to come back, he's like, I don't want to be sitting down no more. So he's like, screw it. I'm going to keep on playing. I learned from my mistakes. So it's kind of good for this player. Kind of good for Kemba. Yeah, it definitely was. No, it definitely wasn't.
1: Also, I love the way you approached it as well. You know, because when it happened, um, I remember seeing an interview um, with, to the press, and he was like, you know, you just got to, he literally, he was a professional about it, literally, the definition of a professional, man. He said, you know, you just got to respect the coach's decision, and keep keep your head down and keep working. You know, so yep. like, there was, there was no complaining. He could have complained. I think he could have complained, right? Granted, like, even though he had a bad start, you know, it sucks to just get removed from the rotation entirely. It was a little bit of, like, a stretch, you know what I mean? But he chose not to right and he put his head down and he worked and now look he had an insane week insane week so as far as i'm concerned congratulations to Kevin Walker absolutely amazing but um let's not forget the fact that this is still Trey Young's arena ladies and gentlemen okay Trey
0: stop. Young's still stop oh. don't mention
1: his name when you say MSG do not do that uh, MSG, no it's not MSG it's young it's it's Trey MSG Young that's what that's what the stadium is called Trey MSG Okay, the reason oh he did God, not gosh. play, this, how do guys he didn't even play this game? The Knicks started chanting F. Trae Young. If, <laughs> if he didn't live, he lives rent free in every single Nick, Nick New York Knicks fan, he lives rent free for in every single one of their heads. There's no way he that's his stadium, that's why they chant his name because it's his stadium.
0: If Trae Young was here, this game probably would be entirely different. They probably win this game. I'm you saying, know what? I, sorry, no, I said I, I'm a New York Knicks fan. And I do not like Trey Young when he goes into New York in MSG because of that reason in the in the in the playoffs. But however, I do like him and whenever he plays anyone else. I think he's a great tremendous player. But not when he yeah. comes to MSG. No no, no. See he's a he's a
1: great player when he plays anyone else, anywhere everywhere else. But when he comes to M S G he's on his he's on like some type of five list. At, he, he's on five plus attributes when he comes to MSG. He just he loves MSG. Man. <laughs> you know what would be See, funny though? if one day he played for the Knicks? <laughs> That'd be crazy, bro. Like, the ultimate rivalry. Like, they now all of a sudden, the Knicks fans love him, you know, and he
0: goes to play for them. That'd be crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: How um, would you feel? I Knicks. mean, I would still support it. I mean, honestly, you have a great player, great talent. Why not?
1: Definitely. Definitely. I like that answer, man. But without further ado, man, David, do you mind if I go into um, my next game? Let's do it. And honestly, looking at the time, too, do you think we should just do this one next game and then we go in straight to the next segment? I think so. All right, cool, cool. So I'm going to go ahead and choose. I'm going to, you know, you went over here to beloved New York Knicks, right? And, you know, I didn't really have, we, you know, that was just you. But now we can do both of us, you know what I'm saying? Because we both love the Brooklyn Nets. And let's talk about Christmas Day, you know, because. We versus a little this 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 team, you know, by the name of the Los Angeles Lakers. And you know, in the beginning of the in the beginning of the year, there was a big rivalry, saying that the 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 Nets and the Lakers are gonna meet each other in the finals. Granted, that's not happening because the Lakers are terrible. But oh, oh overall, you know, there's I have still a little bit like a bitter a bitter taste in my mouth. You know, when it comes to the Lakers, you know, I don't really I don't really I want to beat them every single time we versus them. Oh, one hundred percent. And just to let you guys know, on Christmas Day, man, Brooklyn Nets took care of business. And we won 122 to 115 against the Los Angeles Lakers. And ladies and gentlemen, there was no Kevin Durant. There was no there was no Lamarcus Aldridge. We were missing how many how many players
0: were we missing, David? Do you even remember? I think it was like five. I think five, Oh, six, if I off the bat, let me do this. I mean I think it's either hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Eight people we were missing in this game. Eight?
1: Oh, my gosh, bro. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. But, ladies and gentlemen, not only not only that, man, this Lakers team, I'm looking at this Lakers team, and the only person that can really come to mind that they were missing was was um was Anthony Davis. They had everybody else. You know what I mean? So, I'm looking at this as an extreme W because we were more understaffed than they were, and we still carry out the W. But let's go ahead and go into these stats. I'm going to start with the Brooklyn Nets, bro. First off, James Harding, thank you for coming to life, bro. Thank you. You must have heard David. and You must have heard it be because David, David, David <laughs> every single time we talk about the game, it's usually Kevin Durant carrying the team and James Harding not shooting well at all. And David has been saying this. He was like, bro, why can't he shoot the foot the football? Oh, my gosh. Why-, why can't he shoot the basketball? Why can't he shoot the basketball? James Harding. He didn't shoot that well, honestly, but he had 36 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds. Oh, my gosh. And to add on to it, it, he had one steal and three blocks. Amazing game from James Harden. This is the James Harden from last year, to be honest with you. He was doing insane when he first got here. But without further ado, we also got to go into another person that helped us get this W. Patty Mills stepped up, bro. Patty Mills stepped up to the plate. Thirty-four points, seven assists, two rebounds, and one steal. Patty Mills is a baller, bro. Patty Mills is such a great pickup for the Nets. Absolute great pickup oh, for the Nets. 100 percent. Incredible baller, man. But other than that, it was just a couple like good, um, good complimentary players. You know, DeAndre Bembry, um, fifteen points. Bruce Brown, sixteen points. You had Nicholas Claxton with five blocks and that posterizer on on Bron. I'm not gonna leave Ooh, it alone.
3: That Everybody was know. nice.
1: And, and, yo, he posted it on his Instagram, like, oh, my gosh. I was looking at Nikla- Nicholas Classen's Instagram afterwards, and he posted it, and he said um, the, the night before Christmas. And, he, and it was a crazy picture of him dunking on Braun. And that's going to go – that should be framed for him in his house somewhere. Yeah, that, that should, should be. be. Absolutely insane, bro. Absolutely, absolutely insane. But let's go into the Lakers stats. And, oh, my gosh, this is why I said I feel bad for Braun, bro. Dude. This dude is, again, year 19, bro. Year 19. Dude had 39 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals in the block. What? And you know what's crazy? He was the only other player. Or, sorry, there was one Malik Monk had 20 points, right? But anyone else did not have about 20 points. Nobody else did, right? I'm going to list you guys the other stats. The only player that was close to having a decent game, I guess you could say, was Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony. But even those two guys, um, I, would say Russell, I would say Carmelo Anthony had, like, a decent game coming off the bench. He had 17 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks, um, 6 for 15. He did his job, I would say. Russell yeah. Westbrook, he had a triple-double, okay? He had 13 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. Now, stat-wise, if you just look at those three stats right there, it's like, oh, it's not bad. It's like Kemba Walker's game, in a sense, right? But if he had one steal, he had three turnovers, which is actually lower for Russell Westbrook, um, sadly. But he shot four for twenty, ew, and he shot zero for three from the three point line. It's like, granted, it's like, oh, you guys wouldn't go. Many people would, would say, well, you wouldn't go in on anyone else that did that, right? But it's Russell Westbrook. You are the second best player, on, or you, yeah, no, you are the second best player on this team, right? You and you are expected as Anthony Davis steps out. You get to step up even more now, right? Because they the, the Lakers are gonna need you even more. LeBron's gonna need you even more, right? You look at the other stats. Obviously, Malik Monk had 20 points, but in the starting lineup, you had THT Talent Horn Tucker's 14 points. You had Dwight Howard two points. You had Wayne Ellington three points. You know, like they need you more, Russell. In other words, they need you more, and for you to shoot like this, ugh. You know, granted, overall, he does everything else well. Rebounds, assists, he does everything else well. But at the same time, the scoring needs to be there a little bit more. Overall, he didn't have a terrible game, I guess you could say, but he still didn't have a great game. You know, and thats I think that's the sole reason why they lost this game. But also, you got to look at other people as well. You know, Wayne Ellington, three points is pathetic. I'm sorry, that's it. As a starter, that's pathetic. That's terrible. Three points, you know. THT for the caliber that he's at, I kind of – I'm not mad at him. 14 points. Dwight Howard, two points. What are we doing here? You know what I mean? Granted, he only took he only took one shot, by the way. And, he probably, and, 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 and his two points came from the free throw line. You know, like you need oh, – they, they need more from different people. You know, you can't do, you can't rely on one person to do it all, especially someone like Braun. Like Braun – he's 19, bro. Year 19, even though he's putting up crazy numbers, he's in year 19. Someone else should be stepping up to the plate. But Anthony Davis is too busy being a piece of glass. And Russell Westbrook yeah. is can't shoot, and he also can't He can't keep the ball. He turns the ball over too many times. So
0: I don't really know what's wrong with the Lakers, but they are terrible.
1: They are terrible right now.
0: What do you think, David? Yeah, I mean, you pretty much summed it all up. And uh pretty much leads to the question, what are we going to do with L.A.? Like, obviously... And, like, to go off your point, I feel bad for LeBron James because that the whole team is basically LeBron James. Don't call it the Lakers anymore. It's basically called the LeBron James team because the Lakers team is – the team is not existent because LeBron James is taking over everything. He is basically there with no help, and uh, which is leading to their recent downfall. And uh, it leads to the question, what are they going to do? Like, they can't keep on going down this path of – Inconsistency and doing terrible, especially with Anthony Davis at one of their best, they're one of their best players on the team. So, it leads to the question: Obviously, we got LeBron James, who's a lock. We know he's not the problem, but we know there's one guy who hasn't been clicking in LA since he got there, and that is Russell Westbrook. So, what I'm thinking, as if I'm LA GM or LA GM, LA GM. Now, if I'm if I'm like Los Angeles uh, Lakers GM right now, I'm saying. What do we got to do to get Russell Westbrook out, out of here as soon as possible? Because I I hate to say, it, I hate to blame it on one guy because obviously it's the coach's fault too. And somewhat of the players for not making everything mesh. And obviously the player too, because you got to work something out in order to win games. I believe people at that caliber, that superstar, they can figure out a way to get things done. Like we saw James Harden go to Brooklyn. He was a primarily a shooter, but he worked it out with Brooklyn and now he's more of a ball handler, playmaker. So, I think there are options, but that's not the case with Russell Westbrook because Russell's, Russell Westbrook, he's obviously been a ball handler all of his life. He's been a, a point guard. He's been a triple-double machine, and he loves having the ball in his hand. But you know who also has loves having the ball in his hand? And it goes by the name of LeBron James. So it's two conflicting things, and LeBron James loves having the ball. I, I trust LeBron James with the ball, obviously, more than Russell Westbrook, and uh uh, they post pretty much similar stats, and but I think James is obviously on a different level. So with that being said, I'm saying Los Angeles, you gotta trade Russell Westbrook as soon as possible because this is this is a great this is a great thing. Don't look at it as a terrible thing because this could be a great thing for both sides. It could be great for Russell Westbrook to get out of that and become more of a the primary the primary uh, the primarily uh, ball handler for whatever team he gets traded to. And for LeBron James, and for Lakers fans, it'd be like, okay, we got LeBron James holding the ball now, which is great, but if we get a trade, possibly we can get someone else in return. And what you should get in return is probably primarily more of a scorer because your offense is not that good without LeBron James, let's face it. So you primarily need a scorer a scorer or a defender. So I'm saying you trade Russell Westbrook for one of those two options, primarily a scorer.
1: See, and the thing is, Right now, I feel kind of feel bad for Russell Westbrook overall because the media has been like destroying him. Yeah, right? when you really look at it, the media has been like, when Russell Westbrook plays bad, the media goes ham. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if someone else plays bad, it's not really that big of a deal, right? But it's because it's L. A. It's a big market. You know what I mean? They're gonna they're gonna attack him, obviously. But I'm looking at his stats right now. He's averaging, and I'm gonna round up for everyone. I'm gonna round, I'm going round up. Russell Russell Westbrook. He's on the season right now. He's averaging twenty points. Eight rebounds and eight assists and a steal. Um and a steal, right? But he's averaging five turnovers per game. Oh. Five turnovers. And the way like I and David, I, I would say I think I'm call I'm I'm like talking for you as well when I say this, right? When me me and David kinda like to look at the assists and the turnovers as kind of like a ratio type of thing. Right? You know, and like, depending on how many, like, a turnovers you have, depends on how many assists, like, how good the assist numbers is. So, for example, someone like Chris Paul is a perfect example. He'll get you 10 assists, or he'll get you 13 to 15 assists, right? But then he'll give you, like, three turnovers. When you have 13 assists, three turnovers isn't that bad. You know what I mean? But, for for example, Russell Westbrook right now, he has, he's averaging eight assists, but he has five turnovers per game. That's basically, like... We don't know what's happening within those five turnovers, but at the same time, th- that ratio is not good at all. Granted, I just I just personally think one you have to look at this coaching. I think the coaching is needs to be fixed a little bit. I don't want to come for for Frank Vogel as, as a whole, but like clearly this team, something's wrong with this team, right? Yeah, they dismantled the the team last year was great. It was it was, it was good. Okay, granted, with all the in, with all the injuries and stuff, it kind of like got screwed up, right? But the team last year was good, okay? But as of this year, they, they dismantled the team because they knew they could get Russell Westbrook. They let go of Caruso, which I think it's proving to be a mistake, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But o- overall, they, they got this entire new team now. And it's not working. It's clearly not working. Granted, they have, they're have they 16-18, and 18, I believe, right? They're not the worst team in the league. Obviously, you, you cannot physically be the worst team in the league if LeBron James is on your team. Okay? Or Russell Westbrook. They're two good of players in order to do that. But in the standard that we hold these guys to, it's not working. So it's one or the other. It's either Frank Vogel or Russell Westbrook. That's how I feel about it. Or possibly, dare I say, Anthony Davis. Okay? Because we don't talk about Anthony Davis a lot, right? This dude is injury-prone. Okay? It's, it's been clear. he's in, He just can't stop getting injured. And it's sad because it's out of a player's control realistically. Then you look at the team, the team – and, like, um, and I guess you could say, like, the what um, the team doctors do for him, what the trainers do for him. But at the end of the day, if the dude just keeps getting injured, the dude just keeps getting injured. You know what I mean? And that's too much of a liability, especially if you're a big market like L.A. So, it comes down to those guys. And I can tell you the main problem right now is not LeBron. But the but the thing is,
0: LeBron, can he needs help. Okay? He needs help. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, it's well said. I mean... When you think about it, like I said before, like you can look at it. I'm not just primarily blaming on Russell Westbrook because obviously there are more problems in the situation than just to blame it on one player. That would be kind of ignorant in that sense, just mm-hmm. to blame it, all the problems on that one player arriving. But like you said, Anthony Davis is basically made out of glass and he's getting injured. I mean, <laughs> for me, I would much rather have a guy who's dropping me 20-plus points a game and plays every single game then have a guy that can potentially drop me 30 plus game points a game but can pr- play me can only play half of my games. If you overall look at that, I would much rather have the guy who played all 82 games at the average 20 plus points. And that's what it's looking like Anthony Davis, but when that team is healthy, they look like a solid amazing team like we saw like obviously last year they were injured, but we have seen with the Lakers in the path Anthony Davis and LeBron James that they are they have they have really high potential of making it far. And obviously, you can't count both of those guys out. But if you look at the the realistic, the reality of it, the Lakers are in trouble. They've recently acquired Russell Westbrook. Obviously, it's not working out in L.A. And my reasoning is because you got primarily two ball handlers in LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. I say that's your main problem. Because before Russell Westbrook was there, LeBron James was taking up the ball. Yeah, and LeBron James was the guy distributing playmaking, and also dropping points. That's what LeBron does. But now you got Russell Westbrook, who also does that, and he can't really step to the side and shoot the ball because he's not that good at shooting. So he has to primarily be on the ball, which gives LeBron James less, less time on the ball to produce and do LeBron James magic and playmake like he does. So I think that's also one of the things that's, that's kind of tearing them down. So obviously looking at that, a better situation for Russell Westbrook is to leave. It's, it's ruining his, his you know his stats, his career right now. You know all that stuff. He's not playing his best basketball. Last year with Washington, he was averaging 22 points and he had 11 rebounds and 11 assists. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why Washington traded him. I think that was the best spot for him. But right now, to end off this, to end off this conversation, I think Lakers they got to do something. I think they know they have the issue. I say you got to get rid of Russell Westbrook, and uh, it's it's gonna be a positive thing for both of them. Lakers are going to benefit if they get a shooter or primarily a defender. If they get someone like that, they will they will benefit. And if Russell Westbrook would automatically benefit because he would no longer have to be like the ball tied between two people in that sense. He would have kind of like if he goes to a team where they kind of need a ball handler.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and that was well said, bro. And also – Remember, it kind of goes back, I'm not going to lie, this kind of sounds bad again. And, and I, You didn't like why I said this. It was a little funny joke, but I was kind of like, I guess I was kind of being like truthful in a sense. But it goes back to what I said before, um, like way back in a couple episodes, I had stated I was like, I just think Russell Westbrook, the way he plays, he's incapable of winning a championship. That, remember yeah. why I said that? Yeah. Remember why I said that, hey, man? I don't know. Is it true? Can Russell Westbrook, the way he plays, just not win a championship? Does
0: he have to change his play style in order to do that? That's all. I think that's all the point. I think you got to adapt to the situation and the environment you're in. Because I, the best example I can bring to recent times is James Harden going to Brooklyn. Because you look at James Harden in Houston, he was a primarily a scorer. He was a scoring champion. He was MVP, dropping, averaging thirty plus points a game. And then he moves to Brooklyn, and then they're like, "All right, we already got two guys that can score. We got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant." So. Where's my role? And James Harden's like, you know what? I'm going to make a new role out of myself and became a playmaker. So I think you got to adapt to the environment that you're in. And if you are a great player, which I know Russell Westbrook is and many other players are, they will learn how to adapt to that environment quickly. But obviously I don't think Russell Westbrook has the tools necessary to make that change because he can't switch to primarily being a scorer because his three-point percentage and his mid-range are not really that high in that sense.
1: Yeah, man. I agree. I agree, man. But um without further ado, man, let's go ahead let's go ahead and go into into our predictions really quick, yeah? Let's do it. All right, so that was a good long that's a good NBA talk right there. That's a good Yeah. Long. Oh my gosh, like but shout so- out to Brooklyn. Yeah, shout out to Brooklyn and shout out to LA. And Westbrook, hey man, I know you're right now, Westbrook. Yo, just just Despite what we said, please come on the show one day. You know, we'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the grass is always greener. Yeah, man. But either way, um, really quick, David, if you don't mind, I'm going to go over your predictions first. Let's do it. All right, man. So, um, David has a couple of predictions going into uh, – he has, actually has three, right? Yes. He, he has three. I yes. Do. He has three going in into um into Thursday episode next time, so tune in next time to hear these if, if these epi, if these um predictions do do come true, right? But um we gave him three as of because last time his game got postponed last week, but for tonight, David has the Nets versus the Clippers at 10:30 p.m. He's got the Nets beating the Clippers 117 and 109. He's got James Harden with 25 plus points and five plus rebounds, and he has Ivan Zubak. With um 10 plus rebounds, man. So there's that. And then on Tuesday, he's got his New York Knicks, man. He's got the New York Knicks versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. He has the Knicks beating the Timberwolves 103 to 98. He has Carl Anthony Towns with 20 plus points and 5 plus rebounds. He has Kemba Walker with 20 plus points and 5 plus assists. Right. And then last but not least, on Wednesday, on Wednesday night, December 29th, David has the Utah Jazz versus the the, the Portland Trailblazers. For some odd reason, I almost hit the San Antonio Trail Blazers. I don't know why. I no, no clue. I just wanted to say that really quick. But regardless, um, David has the Jazz beating the Blazers one twenty to one seventeen in a close game. He has Damian Lillard with thirty plus points, and he has Dava Mitchell with one or more steals. So tune in on Thursday to see if those um, to see if those happen.
0: To see if those predictions happen. So there it is. But David Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, let's move on to Eric's prediction. And uh, Eric predicted on Tuesday, December 28th. And he predicted on the Nuggets versus the Warriors game. And he has the the Warriors barely making it out versus the Nuggets, 109 to 107. With Curry dropping 25-plus points and Jokic having 15-plus points and 10-plus rebounds. But now we move on to Wednesday, the 29th. And Eric predicted on the Pacers versus the Hornets game. And he's got the Pacers beating the Hornets 120 to 115, with uh, Gordon Hayward having 20-plus points and Devon Simone is having a double-double. So we'll see if that comes true. All right, man, there it is. But without
1: further ado, David, do you mind if I introduce the next segment? Let's do it. All right, so this is – it's not really – it's a segment, but it's not really a segment, depending if anyone participates or not. But we do have the (laughs) listeners' predictions, right? And so that, ladies and gentlemen, is basically a chance for you guys that are listening right now you guys get a chance to jump into the predictions like we do. Um, so basically, the way we went over NFL, the, one, the way we just went over NBA, you guys get a chance to do that. You guys get a total of eight points to predict on each episode, right? So you can pick any sport. You can talk about soccer, basketball, football, hockey, whatever you want to do, predict any sport, right? And you have, you basically have to tune in on Thursday to see if your predictions came true, right? But other than that, whoever, um, whoever gets the highest score by the end of the Super Bowl Right, by the, end of, by, by the time the Super Bowl comes, we'll get a free piece of merch from DD TakeOver. The first ever piece of merch ever for DD TakeOver, man. We'll get a free piece of merch. So um, keep that in mind as well. And let's go ahead and read the listener's prediction table really quick. So you have um, in fifth place, you have 10886, who has one point, right? In fourth place, you have Texas Willie with two points. In third place, you have Shockwave with three points. In second, um, you have Nas with five. And first, we have a t- commanding lead. You have our boy, Mr. Motivations, with 20 points. Now, nothing is guaranteed in this prediction game, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing is guaranteed, so you can definitely catch him at any given point. So, feel free to predict if you guys want to. It's a safe space, so we won't judge you for anything. Don't worry. But other
0: than that, um, I'll throw it back over to you, David. There it is. All right, man. Awesome. But without um, that ado do, ladies and gentlemen. We move on to our next segment called Big Deal. Or not a big deal. And the rules are simple. Me and Eric, we get topics back and forth to each other on any sport possible. The headlines, whatever. Things you don't know about. And we state whether they are a big deal or not a big deal. But, Eric, I think I go first, correct, this week. Yes, you do. I am, but, okay, let's move on. I have, I don't have a lot because, honestly, I have not hear a lot of news coming around in these sports, sports as a reason. Some big news. But uh, I, have, I have one, and it's NBA Power Rankings, uh, and I will list you the top five, and I want you to state whether they are a big deal or you agree with them or not a big deal. But at number five, ready? We have Milwaukee Bucks. They moved up one spot. Their record is 22-13. and 13. We move on to number four. We have the Brooklyn Nets. They moved up a spot too, and they are 22-9 and nine at the moment. Uh, and then we move on to the Utah Jazz at three. They say the same. Their record is twenty three and nine. We move on to the Phoenix Suns. They are second. They went down a spot, and their record is twenty six and six. And then we move on to the number one uh, number one spot, which is the Golden State Warriors are the best team as of this week. They move up from second place last week with a record of twenty seven and six. Are you shocked by any of these or you pretty much agree with them? Um,
1: to be honest, I agree with every single one of them. To be honest, with you, because I've been, I um, well, I do my goal of the week, right? I check on um. First of all, it's a big deal, right? Let's say that, right? And um, I check whenever I do week. I check the standings every single time, and it's been consistently like either Warriors or Suns in first place, right? And this is I'm talking about overall. I'm not talking about Eastern and Western Conference, right? Um, and then it's usually the Jazz or the Nets in third, and after that, the fifth is kind of like it kind of, like, floats between the Bucks and the Bulls, right? And the Bucks have been performing without Giannis, and the Bulls have kind of been in a slump because of the fact of COVID. They've been getting struck with COVID a lot, right? So, overall, I like that. I like the top five, to be honest with you. That's a very good top five. Um, the Bucks are, are – I'm just saying, I look at these guys' stats, man. As a team, they're one of the most complete teams in the NBA, bro. They got everything. They literally have everything they got defense. They got offense. It's just, they are a scary team. And they, I think they know, they obviously know, they won a championship last year. But, like, what's it called? Um, if they you just keep getting better and better together, like, it, that team is crazy. Just for one person, just in, in particular, that I think is a little bit underrated, Drew Holiday is a baller. He's is. a baller, bro. He's, like, he can do everything for you. And he's a great defensive point guard. That's another thing that's amazing. But,
0: that's all I got to say on that one. Big, a big deal though. I agree with it. I agree with it. All right. I mean, obviously they, they're they're a really solid team. With obviously you have Giannis, but Drew Holiday has come clutch, and Chris Middleton is doing pretty good as well. But their pace this season, they're ranked nine ninth this season in pace. They're ranked tenth in offensive uh, offensive rating, and they're ranked eighth in defensive rating, averaging 1 point, a points per game. So they are in top ten in all categories. So. With that number, that's a that's a that's a that's a formula for success, would you say?
1: Yeah, most definitely, man. But um
0: other than that, David, wait, I wanted to ask really quick, how many how many big deals not big deals do you have? Uh that is pretty much I have like that's pretty much all I have to be honest. I have another one, but it's kinda like, you know, we already went over it before. So
3: Okay,
1: okay, good. Good alright, cool, cool. So in that in that case, um Really quick, I, I'm gonna have one big deal, not big deal, and then I got one little thing that we can do. So, we're gonna, I'm gonna let you know right now after we do this thing, we're gonna probably run over time, right? But it's not gonna be too mm-hmm. much, is that okay? All right, all right, all right, all right, cool. So, there's only one big deal, one not big deal that I really want to go over here. I think you're gonna like it, okay? So, this is the NBA one, big deal, not big deal. Your boy, ah, oh, oh, day's gonna go crazy. Your boy, DeJounte Murray, yes, quietly, quietly. Almost averaging a triple-double, and nobody's talking about it. Big deal, not big deal. Oh,
0: my. DeJounte Murray, bro. DeJounte Murray. I've been trying to tell everyone. No one wants to <laughs> listen to me. No one wants to listen to me. DeJounte Murray, he's the next rising star in this league, alongside oh. De'Aaron Fox. I'm saying it. I'm putting – I'm marking it down. Mark my words, ladies and gentlemen, or you're going to miss these guys uh, develop into great talent superstars. But I'm telling you, DeJounte Murray, he's averaging 18 points a game, eight rebounds, and nine assists a game. Oh, my gosh, bro. This and guy. Two, and two oh. steals. And two steals. His defense is on points. Talk about a guy who can do everything. All he has to improve, really, is a little bit of his scoring. Averaging yeah. 18 points is a little low. If he can average 24, 25 points, he's literally going to be all-star, and he could be considered MVP level. Like, he is insane. Insane talent, and I've been trying to stress this for the last, for ever since I watched Dejounte Murray. I, I knew this guy; he had something. But man, I'm so ha- I'm so happy, bro. I'm telling you, watch out for him.
1: Definitely, bro. Definitely. But um, hey, man, That's why I really I I say it's a big deal too. Dejounte. I'm one of those people that don't listen to David. Technically, right? Um, what's it called? I said I don't listen to him. I think Dejounte's a good player, but I feel like David goes vote. I think David goes above and beyond, in my opinion. No, right? I think David, like to say that he's the next, like, like star in the league, like he's definitely going to be a great player. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I don't know. I think it's a little bit, I think it's a stretch to be like always oh, the next, like, like, amazing player in the league. I need to see more. I need to see more,
0: right? See-
1: everything else, he has everything in his game. He has rebounding, he has defending, he has playmaking, right? It's realistically just the scoring. Score, he does not, like, score a lot at all. He's mostly – so, like, I can't physically say he's going to be a complete star in the NBA until I can I can see that he can do everything, like, on, at a high level, you know? But that's all I'm going to say.
0: Yeah. I mean, I kind of see that. But then again, bro, DeJounte. DeJounte Murray, bro, and De'Aaron Fox. Watch out for those two, ladies and gentlemen.
1: All right, man. All right.
0: Well – Without
1: further ado, man, I've been trying to look this up the past um for the past couple of minutes while you were talking, right? But it's hard to find. I don't wanna I found it on the Miami Heat the Miami Heats um site, but I didn't want to do it on the Miami Heat site. So, without further ado, either way, let's just go into it. David. Yes. Ooh, I feel like you know what I'm about to go into. NBA really? All-Star Voting has begun. Okay. You know what I'm going into, do you? I'm going. I know where you're going with this. So, in other words, while well, I'm about to ask you, David. Oh, I found it. Here it is. Right? I think the Heat is the only team that's, like, put it up there for NBA All-Star voting. But regardless, right? David, who is your NBA All-Stars for the Heat? I mean, not for the Heat. For the East and the West, man. This is going to be good because there are a lot of good players this year. So, we'll start off slow, right? I'll let you go first. Right? and you just have to do your star- I think you just only have to do your starting lineup. That's all we'll be worried about right now, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. For, what do you want to do, east to west first? I'll start off with the east. Okay. So you want to start off with the point guard? You want to start off with the guards actually. The guards or the um or We'll start off
0: We'll start off with the guards. let will okay. get the guards in. And okay, so we'll start off with the guards and I got one guy unlocked. I think like I said before, this guy is really impressing me and he's on my radar and that's Trey Young. I put him in. He's averaging 27 points a game with nine rebounds, nine assists and four rebounds a game. He's averaging solid numbers. So I had to put him in there.
1: Alright, wait. Now, wait, what? hold up. I want to go pick for pick actually, because I'm picking mine right now. Okay? Right? So yeah. you've on your first pick. My first pick off off the off the rip was um I feel like this dude is well deserving. I think he's um definitely revived his career. Not saying his career was dead. But he revived it a lot more going to this team, and his team has been has been significantly better because of him. That man is Demar Derozan, bro. I had to get Demar in there. He's averaging, and we're rounding up right now, so I'll round up. He's averaging 27 points, four re- four assists, and five rebounds.
0: Uh, I I gotta put Demar in there. My first pick, man. You know what? I can't. You can't go wrong with that either. I I kind of I kind of see that. But okay, so we got we got uh so we got Trey Young and we got Demar Derozan, correct?
1: This, yeah, this is tough.
0: Oh, my gosh. Go ahead. As my, as my other guard position, I got to go with your guy, DeMar DeRozan, too. DeMar DeRozan is putting on uh, – really, he's hes very underrated for MVP of the season. I think he could be one of those potential spots. Obviously, he's been out of COVID, but he's averaging insane numbers as well. I believe he's averaging 26 points like you said before, and he's just doing insane. So, I got I to gotta put him in there. I respect it, man. Honestly, See, like, I'm trying to like. I don't want to go in order because, like, the they, the NBA
1: site does a really good job of like, kind of, kind of just giving you who's like informed and who isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's Most points, who averaging the most assists, right? Rebounds, everything, everything of that nature. And when you look at everything, man, the the next, it's gotta be Trey Young, bro. It's gotta be Trey Young, man. Trey mm-hmm. Young. Did I make him? No, I gotta keep Demar too. Demar's too good. Demar, the the his biggest thing right now is his points, right? Technically, everything else he's he's not like top four in, right? But Trey Young, bro, Trey Young is is has been balling, and that's going to be my second pick for for um the East man. We got our guards, David. We got our guards, Demar DeRozan and Trey Young, man. Now we agreed
0: on the guards.
1: Do we want to go to the West, or do we want to finish the entirety of the East? We'll
0: finish the East. We'll finish the East. Okay.
1: All right. So, you got the front
0: court now. Here This is, right. I think like this is easy, the first couple picks. This one's pretty obvious. I got to go with MVP front runner and Kevin Durant. Obviously, he's averaging almost 30 points a game, uh, almost six assists, and eight rebounds. I mean, he's doing dominant things. So, I got to put him in there.
1: Yeah. Um, David, without a doubt, I'm 110% agreeing with you. Kevin Durant mm-hmm. is my first pick. For fantasy, I'm not fantasy NBA. <laughs> NBA yeah. For the all-star. Oh my gosh. All right, All right go <laughs>
0: ahead. Then, my second front court, I got to go. Giannis onto the Kumbo. as well. He's averaging 27 points a game, six assists, almost 12 rebounds a game. He's averaging a double double. He's doing insane as well. He's the Greek freak. So I got to put him in. Again, I
1: completely agree. I think it's. I don't think it's questionable, man. Dude, Giannis. Giannis is, is insane. He's just insane. He does everything on the court. So, again, I agree with you.
0: Giannis is my second pick as well. But who's your last pick is the question? Last one. You know, there's a tough one between Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid. I'm going to have to go with Julius Randle. What? <laughs> what? i was <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, lo- I love you, Julius. But it's not your all-star season this year. But he's averaging 20 points and 10 rebounds. So, just saying. But... This I got. I put in Joel Embiid. It was tough between Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid, but I put Joel Embiid in there. He's averaging twenty six points per game, uh, four assists and eleven rebounds. He's averaging a double double. He's doing insane as well. You know, honestly,
1: I keep trying to factor in the the fact of how these guys' teams is doing, but realistically. This is not the MVP voting, ladies and gentlemen. This is the All Star voting. So, with, when it comes to All Star voting, it's just how good your stats are, in my opinion. You're just looking at how good of a player you are. It doesn't matter how bad your team is or not. Um, so, overall, the most deserving player, I think I have to agree with you, man. I think it's Joel Embiid as well. I, looking at the stats, Jason Tatum is is ten. Jason Tatum is not averaging. He's only averaging point one more points than Joel Embiid. Everything else, Joel Embiid has more than him. You know, so I have to go with Joel Embiid, man. That's definitely my pick right there. There's mm-hmm. our – so our starting lineup is, is the same. Pretty much. Yeah, lineup is the same. That's actually crazy to think about. But let's go ahead and dive into the West, man. Let's go ahead and dive into the
0: West. All right, man. And my guard's position. Easy. I Easy. I got Steph Curry, obviously. Easy. Dropping 28 points a game, six assists, and five rebounds. I mean, come on.
1: Easily, bro. I agree with you 110%. Steph Curry is is my first pick also, man, 110%. But let's go ahead
0: and go into the next. The next one's going to be big. The next one is kind of tough. And um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm stuck between three people. I'm stuck between Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchell, and another guy named DeJounte Murray. Not because I like him. Stop! No! He's, he's leading He's leading the guards. In, he's behind. He's second in place in assists behind CP3, and then he's first place in rebounds. The only thing he hasn't is the points. That's one of the things I'm questioning. But I have to go with the guy named Donovan Mitchell as my second guard. He's just having a pretty good season, averaging 25 points, five assists, and four rebounds a game. He's just doing the same. And the reason why I didn't put Luka Doncic is because of his recent injuries, he hasn't been playing as well as he showed. Uh, he's not playing as well because of his COVID and injuries he's had. I haven't seen him on the court in a long time. You know, you're completely right in that sense. I
1: am extremely biased, but I can't be biased, right? Right now, this is the voting based off like what we think is fair, right? I'll be able to go back and vote extremely biasedly however I want. I can vote many <laughs> you know what I mean? So I can do that myself. But as of right now, we gotta be fair. I realistically, I want to pick John Morant so badly, so badly. He's he, I know he technically he doesn't. There's there's a couple people that can go above him. But I, I, just want to because it's job. But I'm not going to, right? Um, granted, even though you have said like Luca was, um, Luca was as, has not been the court recently overall and all and all with, with COVID and also with um injuries. He's still Luca Doncic, man. I think I gotta go Luca. I think I'm gonna go Luca. I'm gonna go Luca. Go he's averaging twenty. He, he's missed so many games, and let alone he's averaging 20, 26 points, eight nine nine assists, and eight rebounds. He's almost averaging your triple-double.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. I, I can I- see it. I can see it. But, you know, David's being biased when wants DeJounte. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I brought Donovan Mitchell.
1: Oh, yeah. You didn't even put DeJounte. You put Donovan Mitchell. Okay, okay, okay. My fault. My fault. I thought you picked Don... I, I don't know why you picked- I thought you picked DeJounte Murray. But, um... All right. Go ahead. Let's go ahead and go into the, into the
0: front court. Here we go. Okay. Um, we move on to the front court, and obviously I got to go... I think two guys are pretty obvious in this sense. Yeah. And I got to go with LeBron James at number 1. He's he's the number 1 front court. He's averaging 27 points a game, seven, re- 7 seven rebounds and 7 assists. He's averaging astounding numbers. For me, my number 1 is is
1: my MVP, bro. Well, I, I he's already an MVP, but I think he's the one MVP again. It's Nikola Jokic, bro. Nikola Jokic, I, I don't understand. like the things that he does, I just don't under, I simply just don't understand. I don't understand. He's insane. But Nikola Jokic is my,
0: um, for for sure my my first pick. Yeah, and then my second pick, I got to go with Nikola Jokic. I mean, obviously he's doing insane. Like Eric said, MVP, and I think he has a great shot at winning MVP. So he's doing insane, averaging twenty six points, seven assists, and fourteen rebounds a game. Oh my gosh, Monsters. nuts! Absolutely insane, bro. But, hey, listen, for my second pick, you know, I'm
1: pretty sure you guys know who it is. It's LeBron James. Like, come on. Like, these two guys, these two guys are, like, guaranteed for for the All-Star game without a doubt in my mind. These guys are insane. Absolutely insane numbers. But, hey, man, now, ooh, you could, you know, this this could go. I think this could go a different way. It could. I, I think
0: it can, but it's up to you at the end of the day. Go ahead. And since it's up to me, I'm going with, Car Anthony Towns, I think he's having a really great season this year. He's averaging 25 points a game, uh, four assists, and nine rebounds. He's just doing astounding. So I got to put him in.
1: Respect, man, respect. Um, For me, I honestly think – let me see this really quick, just to double-check it as a whole. Yeah, I honestly think I'm going to end up going with – the top three choices that they could give out to you first. I think I'm going to go with Paul George. I think I'm going to go with Paul George. I'll go overall, yeah, he has, been, he has up and down games. Granted, Colorado Towns has been having a good season. However, Paul George has – I love the fact that he's really putting this Clippers team on his back, right? Even when he's like, even when he's in the game, you know, he's just been having insane numbers overall, right? And without Kawhi Leonard, we've just – he kind of like – he, in, in a sense, he revived his career as well because he was a meme for a while, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, with that, I think he deserves it. Paul George, you are you, – you're going gonna to get my all-star pick, man. You're going to get my all-star pick. But with that being said, David, I think the only, we only had
0: two different choices. We did, indeed. Uh, that was uh, Paul George, and I picked I picked Carl Anthony Towns, and uh, Joel – wait, no. All right, Donovan Mitchell, and uh, you picked – who would you pick? I picked um, Luka Doncic and Paul Luka George. Doncic. You picked Carl yes. Anthony.
1: Yeah, but I'm gonna go ahead and submit mine right now, bro. Oh my gosh, here it is. This is the this is the you guys got this live. The DD Takeover Unbiased NBA All Star Vote. Right? We can say that. Yep. Yep. There it is, man. There it is. But without without further ado, here it goes. I'm about to submit it. Wow. Very exciting.
0: They, you know, and this is
1: big because you know, like the NBA is gonna take this to consideration. Like big, big consideration. I
0: our opinion is. First ranked in their opinion.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, man, absolutely really nuts! You know, you you do know I'm gonna
0: go back, right? I'm gonna vote every, for the East. I'm, vote oh, every I'm, I'm voting on the East. I'm voting. Everyone's gonna be either Nets or Knicks on the East. Yeah, I'm, vote, I'm voting. On, every <laughs> that I play these times, I don't care. <laughs> and then on the West is gonna be CP3, Dejounte Murray, Darren Fox. Everyone. No,
1: you can't pick CP3 and Dejounte Murray and Darren Fox. There, it's gotta be one's gotta miss out. Oh, don't do that to me. Yeah, I gotta do it to you though. That's the thing. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, that's a little fun, little, little fun right there. But let's go ahead and get into our best segment, David.
0: Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Introduce us into it, man. Introduce us. All right, man. Sounds good. So, ladies and gentlemen, we move on to our last and final segment of the show called the Goat of the Week. And uh, real quick, the rules are simple. Me and Eric, we pick. Um, we have a top ten with five honorable mentions and a top five with number one. Of our top five being considered the GOAT of the week. And uh, the, basically, our GOAT of the week is just a fun little spin off game that me and Eric do. The best player of the week. But so we call it the GOAT of the week because it sounds more intriguing. And honestly, everyone want, wants to be called the GOAT. So um, uh, we have NBA edition this week uh, on Monday and then NFL edition on Thursday. So, uh, Eric, I think it's time to start off the NBA GOAT of the week. I'm excited, bro, because this week was interesting. This week was it's- interesting really was interesting to be honest but but um i believe you go first this week i do go first
1: correct and listen while you're doing that i'm gonna be updating my my overall nba goes to the week list so i'll be listening but i'm also updating mine as well
0: okay okay i see you but um real quick real quick ladies and gentlemen we got to go into this that i'm gonna go into my top 10 go to the week picks with number one being considered my go to the week. And uh it was very uh very close this week. I gotta give him. But you might be shocked at my number one. But real quick, I'm not gonna list stats because we are in fact nine minutes over time. But at number ten, I got Rudy Gobert Rudy Gobert. I think he had like a, a 2020 game and he's just an insane on the defensive end as well. At number nine I had Nikola Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic pretty much has a similar game as Rudy Gobert. It just he just had a quiet. If that was his quiet week, <laughs> that's still very impressive. He's at number nine. At number three, I had Carousel Verde. I just think he had a very consistent week in scoring, dropping 20 plus points, and also doing great things on defense, and also getting high assists. He had 23 assists in three games. So he did very well as well. But at number seven, I have Kemba Walker, the New York Knicks. And um, one of the reasons why is his 44 point game with eight rebounds and nine assists. I mean, you can't overlook that. That's insane. But he had an insane week as well, and only three turnovers in the three games. So that that assist-to-turnover ratio is insane. He had 25 assists and only three turnovers in three games. That ratio, and I love that ratio, it was insane. So I had to put him at seven. At number six, I got to go with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell had, as well, a very consistent week as well. He had 82 points a hole in the three games, 14 rebounds in three games, 16 assists in three games, and, a, and, he, and, he first, and he forced four turnovers in, in uh, three games, so I had to put him in, up for consideration at number six. But um, now it's time to go into my top five. And at number five, Eric, I got to go with I got to go with the the Boston Celtics, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown had a very impressive week, and like I said, consistency is key. And he had 30 points against Philadelphia, 34 points against Cleveland, and 25 points against Milwaukee, Uh, having 40 percent more, uh, having 40 plus in the field goal percentage in all three of those games. And he also had five five rebounds, four assists, two steals in one game, six rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block in another game, and four rebounds, three assists, two steals, and one block in the Milwaukee game on Christmas. So I had to I had to look at that, and I really I value that highly. But move on to number. Four of this list, and um, this guy, this guy, uh, he's one of the guys up for MVP currently, and his name is Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry had an insane week, and you might be wondering why is he only at four? Uh, man, it was really tough from this point on. I have to admit it, but Curry had an insane week. He had thirty points, forty uh, against Sacramento and against Sacramento uh, Kings, uh, forty-six points against Memphis Grizzlies, and thirty-three points against the Phoenix Suns, and we, all of them. He had uh, great shooting percentages as well. And he uh, did not do as well in the playmaking and the rebounding, but when you drop in 30-plus points in all three of your games, I can <laughs> – that, that's fine by me. But congratulations, Curry, on being number four. But now we move on to number three. And um, this guy, I believe, also had an impressive and consistent week as well. Everyone had a consistent week in the top five. And uh, this guy's name is Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid had 41 points in one game against Boston – 40, uh, 23 points against Atlanta and then 36 points against Washington with uh, with insane. With one game, he was having seven shooting 70% from the field. So he had insane numbers. And he had a double-double in all three of his games. And uh, he had, a, he had uh, two steals and four blocks in one game, one steal and two blocks in another game, and also one steal and two blocks in the Washington game. So like I said, John B, he's having an insane season and he had an insane game and an insane week. So I had to put him at number three. But now... We move on to the top two. And, uh, man, this was really challenging. As much as I wanted to put this one guy in, I had to put in the other guy. <sighs> it was just tough. And uh, number two, I'm going to stop talking. And uh, number two, it goes to LeBron James. LeBron James, he had a great week. He had 34 points against Phoenix, 36 points against the, uh, the San Antonio Spurs, and 39 points against the, the Brooklyn Nets. Insane games for him. 30-plus points in all of those games shooting above 56% in all three of those games as well from the field. And he had seven rebounds and and two assists and two steals in one game and nine rebounds, six assists, and one steal and two blocks in another game. And then against Brooklyn, he had nine rebounds, seven assists, three steals, and a block. So just impressive, man. He's having an insane season. He could be up for MVP in in the next couple of games if he continues producing like that. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we move on to my number one pick. And, um, man, this guy was impressive, I have to say the least. And I'm happy to actually put him in here because not a lot of people know of this guy. I don't think anyone knows of this guy unless you know the basketball, uh, basketball community. But, Eric, before I give it away, please cue the drum roll. And I got to go with... 23-year-old Canadian, Shai Gildas Alexander, man, from Oklahoma City Thunder. He had an insane week. He played four games, uh, and everyone else in the week played three. So I did take that into consideration. He did play four games, but he had consistent weeks as well. He dropped 23 points against Memphis, uh, five rebounds, four assists, three steals, and only one turnover. Oh, my gosh. This guy was doing great on defense and also scoring them points. And then against Denver, he had 27 points. Uh, and uh, 11 rebounds and 12 assists and one steal and one block only one turnover 12 to one ratio you know how much I love the assist to turnover ratio a great defense and great triple double for him against Denver Nuggets team and then against Phoenix he had 29 points shot 50 percent from the field and he had five rebounds and seven assists in one block he did have five turnovers which is a little a little thing we push aside but when he drops you almost 30 points and everything else in the stat sheet is awesome you got to forgive him for it but and this is the, the the key game. He had 31 points against New Orleans Pelicans, shooting 55% from the field, and uh, four rebounds, five assists, one steal, and three blocks, and only one turnover, man. He had one turnover in three out of four games this, in this week. Talk about being efficient and not turning over the ball and being productive for your team. And getting Ws, too, which is very shocking for this team. But congratulations to Shy, man. This is your first time on my GOAT of the week, man. Congratulations. And I know this is a true honor and take it into great value and keep on growing from this because you're a tremendous young star. Wow, man.
1: All right. Um, it's not – it's not uh, – I, I like your list. I can say that much. Okay. I like your list, right? Um, I don't think it's shocking. I don't think – if you saw this, if people looked at the stats – I don't think it's shocking at all. You know what I mean? I definitely don't think it's shocking at all. But yeah. um I will say this much. You are definitely correct in the fact that unless you're in part unless you watch the NBA and you're a and you like keep up to date with the NBA, you I mean if you don't sorry, if you don't keep up with the NBA, you don't um keep up to date like what's going on, then you definitely do not know who Shai Gilders Alexander is. So yeah. that's definitely true. And um all I'm gonna say is I was happy to put him on my list as well. Okay, but without further ado. Let me go ahead and go into it. So, I'm not going to be listening to that either. I'm just going to go straight through it, right? And at my number 10 position, I have the Phoenix Sun, Devin Booker, making a little bit of a comeback. Um, he hadn't played in a while, in a minute for me. So, um, um good to see that. He was able to squeeze in there for me right there. And then, David, you will be happy about this. Oh, my gosh. At number nine, I have the New York Knicks, Julius Randle. I have Julius Randle in the number nine position. Haven't had him in for a little bit. So good to see him back in there, you know. Um, and after that, in the next spot at the numbers at the number eight, I have the New York Knicks, Kemble Walker. So there are your two New York Knicks right there, David performing amazing. There it is. But um at number seven, I got the Boston Celtic Jalen Brown. At number five. I have the Golden State Warriors Steph Curry, so there. Oh, not number five, number six. Sorry, number five, number six. I have um the Golden State Warriors Steph Curry. So there is my honorable mentions rounded out, ladies and gentlemen. But let's go ahead and go into my top five. At number five, I have the Utah Jazz player Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. When I saw his stats this week, my mouth was just on the floor. All oh, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, what is going on? I'm like, this dude, he was just rebounding like a like a madman. Absolutely insane stats, bro. I had to give him props for that. At number four, I have – and this is also, like David said, this is on his bad – like, I, I think this was his bad week. I think this was his slow week. I have Nikola Jokic. I think, and listen, all I'm say is this one. David, listen to his stats a little bit. If if this is Nikola Jokic's slow week, just pray for the NBA, bro, because it's it's over. It's literally over. There's no way, bro. The dude, oh, my gosh. His stats were insane this week. Absolutely amazing from Nikola. At number three, I have David's goal of the week, the 23-year-old Shai Gilgis-Alexander. He had an amazing, amazing week, and he hasn't. Honestly, I believe this is his first time for me appearing on Goal of the Week as well this year. So very happy to see him finally appear on Goal of the Week. Um, finally get the credit that he deserves. So I think he's a phenomenal player, right? He will. He's just that the the OKC Thunder are terrible. So it's like, um, it's tough for him to shine out overall. But fi- I'm glad to see him making big steps towards that right there. And then at number two, I have. The king himself, LeBron James, had an amazing week. Had the backpack, literally had to like backpack the entire Lakers team, and they still lost. But he had an amazing week as well. could had the fact that in, but however, personally, I think on the only reason I gave this other man the goal of the week is because of the fact that LeBron just lost one game. Literally, I mean, he lost three. He lost. He didn't win one game. That's what I mean. I want if LeBron at least had won one game. I think you would have edged him out, even though I think the stats are kind of, like, similar or they're just as good, in other words. But overall, the reason I ended up giving it to this other dude because he performed extremely well as well, and also he, he at least got one win out of it, you know? The, this, or he got two – he played three games and got two wins, right? LeBron played three games and got no wins, which not technically not his fault. But the fact I couldn't give it I, – unfortunately, I couldn't give it to LeBron. And without further ado, with that being said, my – Go of the week for the first time is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we gotta trust the process. It is Joel Embiid Congratulations, my guy. You played an amazing, amazing week this week. Granted, in the in the, I believe in the one loss that they had, he still had a double double, which was really good. And sometimes that's some players that's his his mediocre game with some players great games. So like overall it was just Absolutely insane for Joel and Beat, and congratulations, you are my GOAT of the week.
0: There it is, another newcomer, man. How are you feeling, Jalen? Huh. Uh I mean I can see why you put Joel and Beat. I mean obviously we had the same type of people. But man, I, I don't know. I thought Shy played really good, but I respect the other I respect your decision too. Alright, man. I yeah, I think
1: Shy played amazing as well. I just think like granted I factored in obviously you have to factor in the fact that they played um he played um four games, right, compared to everyone else's three, right? And also, but I felt as if, like, his four games wasn't enough to overcome Braun and Joel Embiid because I feel like – I feel as if in order for someone to overcome, uh, like, someone that has more games, I feel as if they have to, like, have another, like, insane, insane game. And LeBron and Joel Embiid both had three insane games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Now, if one if there was one game where Joel Embiid, like, slacked off a little bit but still had a decent game – Then shy goes over him, right? But if it was two in, if it was three incredible games, or in in another case two incredible games, whatever it was, then I do give it over to the guy that had less games, in a sense, unless the other guy had four incredible, incredible games, right? But that—if you understand what I'm trying to say here—or no, I understand. I got you. I didn't know if I was sounding mad confusing or not. But regardless, I ended up giving – I think LeBron – if LeBron, like, played one more game, he would have had it. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. So, yeah. even – I think, honestly, even if it was just, like, a mediocre game for LeBron, I, st- I still think he would have beat Shy. That's, that's why I ended up giving it to him. So, um, same thing for Joel. But Shy had a crazy week. Shy had a crazy week. Respected for that. I really like to put him on my list. But without further ado – David, are you ready to go into our NBA go, go to the week list for our MVP ranking? I think so. All right, man. Well, I will tell you this much: I don't think my top my top twenty didn't change, and we don't usually do top twenty. But like, if or my top twenty did change a little bit, but we don't usually do top twenty. So my top ten did change a little bit in where people
0: are, but there's no there's no new person in the top,
1: in the, in the top ten for me. What about you?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Top five, no one really moved. LeBron moved up from 11 to 6, so that might be a little intriguing. So did Donovan Mitchell. He moved up so in top awesome. 10. So, All right,
1: so in other words, but I will say the only person I will say, actually, no, the floor is yours right now because
0: you got to go through your top 10 first. Okay. At number 10, I have Jimmy Butler. Uh, he has 18 points in one go to the week. At number nine, I have Anthony Davis with 21 points. At number 8, I have Donovan Mitchell. He recently moved up, and he has 22 points. At 20, I, at, at 7, I have Jason Tatum with 24 points in one go to the week. And at number 6, I have LeBron James moving up from 11 to 6 with 28 points in one go to the week. At number 5, I have Curry also moving up. He had 32 points in one go to the week. Uh, at number 4, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo saying the same uh, with 33 points. And at number 3, I have Kevin Durant moving down a spot with 35 points in one go to the week. And At number 2, I have Nikola Jokic with 36 points, and uh, and at number one I still have Trey Young with 39 points and one go to the week. There it is, ladies
1: and gentlemen. There it is. But um, without further ado, let me go ahead and go into mine really quick. I will say this much: I do kind of want to shout out to other players that did get points, right? So even though they're not in my top ten, um, Devin Booker did move up to 30, right? Julius Randle moved up to 29. Um, Kemba Walker, he actually just recently got into my list. So he's on 30, He's on thirty-six, right? And that's out of forty-one players, by the way, just to put that out there. That's out of forty-one players. Um, Jalen Brown. He's not in the top ten, but he did move up. I just want to check where he is. Where is he? Where are you, Jalen? Oh, he's in. He's twenty-eighth. Wow. Devin Booker, Julius Randle, Jalen Brown. All of them are in order right now. Um, then you have now go into my my top ten, right? Other than Rudy Gobert and chad Gilchrist-Alexander, I believe everyone else is in there. Or Joel Embiid, but regardless. At number 10, I got Jimmy Butler with 18 points and one goal of the week. At number 9, I have Anthony Davis with 22 points. At number 8, I have DeMar DeRozan with 23 points and one goal of the week. Um, at number 7, I have LeBron moving up from 11 to 7 with 26 points. And number 6, I have Jason Tatum with 28 points. And, and Oh, just 28 points. At number 5, I have Steph Curry moving up from 5 to 6. Right with 29 points and one goal of the week. At number four, I have Trey Young with 30 points and one goal of the week. At number three, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo with 36 points and one goal of the week. At number two, I have Kevin Durant with 39 points and one goal of the week. And at number one, oh my gosh, guys, just remember I said Kevin Durant had 39 points. Okay, Nikola Jokic is at number one with 60 points and two goals to gosh. the. <laughs> there's, dude. I my list screams Nikola Jokic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> dude, there's no. He's not even close. He's like he, they're, they're 21 points apart. That would take two That's weeks, two, dude. Two weeks of Kevin Durant being Goal of the Week and also Nikola Jokic not
0: making the list. Do you understand how crazy that is? Nikola Jokic has to get injured in order for in order to lose this for me. Yeah. If someone looked at your list, they probably think you're a Nikola Jokic fanboy. But I'm not even, like, I I like Nicole Jokic, but I'm I'm a Kevin Durant fan, you know?
1: So, it's crazy the fact that, like, I just, I think he's insane. I think he's absolutely insane. He's just, he does Mm -hmm. everything. And he just does everything. His athletic ability is, well, his athletic ability is actually actually not that great. But, like, (laughs) his his IQ of the game, he's just
0: insane. Absolutely insane player. Mm -hmm. I agree. But our number ones, Eric has Jokic, and I have Trey Young still holding that ground. But, yeah. You have Trey
1: Young that high still. I'm still shocked that he's there. He's doing the same this year. He is. He technically by stats. Te- I mean, well, right. All star wise, technically by stats, he's one of the best players, right? Yeah. Oh, not one of the best players. I want to see if he's
0: the best point. Is he the best point guard in the East? Oh my gosh. Uh, he's behind. Actually, he is the best point guard in the East. Hold up. No way. Hold up. Yeah, he is the best point guard in the East. Let's see. Hold up. I need to check this. Oh wait, can I not vote again? Yeah, I'm looking oh. at the thing right
1: now. Oh, you can't and... vote again until until um until 24
0: hours. Uh, so Trey Young, I have it in front of me. Trey okay. Young is first in points and guards with 27.3 points, and behind him is Demar with 26.7. In the assist column, he's in second behind James Harden. James Harden has 9.6 assists, and uh, Trey Young has 9.3 assists. And then rebounds. You got Harden, of course, in first with eight rebounds, and then, uh, and then you have all the way down. You have what's his name, uh, Trey Young. So yeah.
1: All right, I think it's between James Harden and Trey Young then. Maybe the best two point. Wow, Trey Young is really that night. Nice. How old Isn't he? Like twenty three. What the heck? He's <laughs> old. Oh my gosh, he's a baller, baller man. He really but- is. Regardless, man, that's it. That concludes this episode. Big 50. Oh, yeah. Big 50's in the books. Yeah, man. But, without further ado, I'm going to throw it over to you, my guy.
0: All right, man. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who took the time out of their day just to listen to us. You know, we appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome, and don't forget it. Also, if you're new here on the Stereo app, Stereo app is where we do our live shows. So, if you want to hear us do our live shows and give us questions and interact with us, uh, you can follow us on the Stereo app. And also, subscribe to the show here. So we can expand our family and our show to many other people on this, on this platform. And also um, gives you updates on when we go live. But also if you want to get to know our brand and, you know, get, get to know us a little bit more, we recently just fi- reached 150 followers on Instagram. So um, oh! it's a little, tra- a little, little, little milestone, you know, but please give us a follow on that. It is official underscore de underscore takeover. I'll say it again it is official underscore de underscore takeover. And that's, like, we get updates when we go live, all that stuff. Interact with us, DM us, interact with our stories. You know, we have a couple posts up at the moment. So we have more coming to you this week, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, Hint, hint, it's some basketball ones. But other than that, uh, we have a YouTube channel as well. And uh, like Eric said in the beginning, uh, we only have two videos up at the moment. And the YouTube channel is called D&E Takeover. So please subscribe to that YouTube channel. And we only have two videos up at the moment. Is a basketball one v one challenge in our soccer challenge. So please like and comment on those videos, and just tell you guys we have a lot of great ideas coming to you guys. It's so a no matter of time to meet Eric. We get to we get uh, we get uh, we get the time to do it. There you go, I'm trying to find the words. We get the time to do it, and we will do it, and we will meet up, and we will get more videos for you guys. We promise. But other than that, um, please, if you're listening to other platforms like Apple Podcast, Spotify, any other platform, wherever you listen to your wherever wherever listen, wherever you listen to your podcast on we are on those platforms and uh please follow us and uh, like us and review our podcast on spotify apple podcast wherever you get your podcast because it helps us out tremendously it helps us improve and uh whether you guys love anything we love hearing from you guys and if you hate something just tell us and uh we will try to change that thing because we love we can we can take some criticism let's just say that we love we love expanding the show and making it great so we can expand our brand and you know possibly get get up there in in the future but so please like uh please follow us on spotify and Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts but other than that please be tuned in on thursday check the instagram for the time and uh to see our big deal not a big deal our quote of the week our nfl predictions our nba predictions and most importantly our nfl goat of the week we are closing in on the nfl goat of the week regular season so see what happens yeah, man,
1: that's actually crazy to think about. That's actually crazy to think about. But without further ado, man, David, that was beautifully said. Um, I'm sorry, wait, I can't, I can't help this, David. I was just like, as you were talking, I was just looking at the MVP race, right? And you might like this. I just said we had to end the show and everything, but like really quick, they got, they got, um, Curry at one, Durant at two, and Yoki's at three, but they have Chris Paul at
0: four. so. Huh. I like Chris Paul.
1: Point I out. know you like Chris Paul, but what? What? Why do we have Chris Paul at four? He's and a leader. Gian- but he got Giannis at five.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know about that. All right. Regardless, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, they, maybe they dropped Giannis just because he missed. He missed them. Um, missed the week. Regardless. But um, sorry. I'll go back into it. Um, without further ado, like David just said, um, we appreciate every single one of you guys. Thank you guys for popping out. Um. And episode 50's in the books, man. And it's been your boy, EZ
0: Eric Hines. And your boy, The Oracle, D-Rod. And we're out. Peace. Peace.